0: Where's Dan at, dude? I don't know, man. Hey, who knows where he ever is? Why, why do we constantly, once a week, have to ask where the other person is?
1: One of us is always missing when we... Yeah,
0: you think we, maybe we could start shooting each other a text like, hey, I'm going to be, you know, a little bit late, or I'm not coming... You know what I mean? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the store is fucking dead. Like, one person not here would be fine. Like, but... I guess I I worry about him. I guess that's. I
1: I honestly don't know if Dan is paid up on his cricket minutes. So.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He's been MIA for a little while. He couldn't even get his last prepaid out of the package.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I remember that. Yeah. He was trying to use his teeth and shit. And I was like. Get some scissors, you
2: know. I got a little change in my pocket, going jingle, lang Hey, I got a little change in my pocket, going jingle, you, you
1: guys, you guys, hear that? You don't need to sing the song. I can hear you jingling as you walked up to the mm-hmm. counter
0: here. Jesus, where'd you get those cargo oh, big, shorts, right? bro? <laughs>
1: Walmart. Okay. You know, well, it looks like you also sewed extra pockets onto them. Yeah, you guys ready to be rich?
0: Ha- it hasn't happened yet. What would, would why would anybody ever answer no to that?
2: Because some people are perfectly happy with what they're doing. Anyway, um, sure, we can quit tonight. Last shift, boys. Last shift.
0: Well, if we're already rich, why would we? even. I guess I guess it's the right thing to do, right? Finish up the shift.
2: Take a look at this. What is this? You see that?
0: Yeah, it, it's just a it's one coin. That's a doubloon, everybody.
2: What about this one? You see this one? That's a smashed penny
1: from Pigeon Forge. Uh, okay. So, so you I, got the you wasted a dollar making a penny?
0: They have a theme oh, no. park at no, no. Pigeon Forge.
1: I've paid way more
2: than a dollar for this collection, <laughs>
1: okay. okay?
2: But it's worth, you ready?
1: Sure. Hundreds, hundreds of thousands, okay? That's your estimate or that's, who told you that? That's what the guy said when I bought it the lot from him.
0: Oh, shit. And how much did he sell them to you for?
2: I, I'm not at liberty to discuss that, okay?
0: Was well, it less is- than thousands and thousands?
2: There is some thousands involved, all right? Let's just say I know a guy
1: at a bank. You spent every last dime you have on those things, didn't you?
2: Well, and I took a loan out too.
1: Jesus,
0: so uh speaking of dimes, we this. famously get paid in Jerry coins, and you've mm-hmm. used those coins to buy other coins.
2: The guy at the bank knows what's going on. he knows how Jerry what's
1: works. the... What's the conversion rate, anyway, on? European or American? So you probably had to do cherry coins into USD and then USD into commemorative yes. railroad pennies.
2: I was singing when I came up here. I was happy. How about, here, take this, and I'm paying you to shut up right
1: now. You're just giving them away? You've got a loan, dude.
0: Yeah.
2: That's a 73 penny. You know how much that's worth? Yeah. it's Well, it's all
1: stretched uh, out. It's
0: worth a penny.
1: It's worth nothing now. It's got a... Picture of the Union Express. That's right,
0: Cron. It's been pressed, so it's. Are all of these oval shaped and anyway, I sent my ruined
2: my mint magazines over here. Have you guys got them? The coin magazines? Have you been throwing them away?
0: I thought it was Mint Mobile. I thought you were still on a cheap phone plan, so I was just throwing those away.
2: I don't have any minutes on my phone.
0: I know how you feel about Ryan Reynolds. I didn't think you wanted anything Mint related. And actually, the last time you had something mint-flavored, you threw up. That is... That's true.
1: What are you going to do with all this? You don't even have them in books or sleeves. You just put them all in your
0: pockets. Yeah.
2: I'm working on it. I got to go get a fucking coin-collecting book. I got to go to the pawn shop.
0: He didn't give you, like, a briefcase to carry this back? Did he, like, dump it? he
2: literally sent them in a Ziploc bag.
0: He sent them to you?
2: Yeah. He said, it's a coin-collection
0: what lot. was the shipping on that? That'd be heavy as hell.
1: Mm-hmm. It wasn't, he paid for that. That's what the loan was for, the shipping costs.
2: They're not from Europe, dude. I think they came from like Georgia or something.
1: Well, aren't you worried if you carry them around like that, they're all going to rub together and then they'll just be blank, on, stretched out pennies? Mm-hmm.
2: Look at this one. It's a silver Sacagawea, okay? how? Like, You know how much money this is worth?
1: Yeah, well, some idiot stamped the Polar Express. I don't even think that's a real railroad, dude. <laughs> that's a that's a movie tie-in. Here's one from Bass Pro Shops. That can't be worth anything. Dude, <laughs> the guy
2: said that this has the potential in time. In time. I got to give it time.
0: Can I buy heroin with these coins?
2: Dollars? No, because you're not doing heroin
0: anymore. You're making me want to do heroin again. No Have one. This is me- stressing me out.
1: No one yeah. will take these. We could if we put a box at the front at the checkout.
0: People wouldn't even take them.
2: You're not giving away my fucking future here, Karan.
0: I think I think here. you need to be taught a lesson. Take this on money penny. management, okay? Mm-hmm. I think that's the takeaway from today. You guys
2: know how much wheat pennies are worth these days?
0: Worth a the penny. These pennies are all stretched out.
2: <sighs> they are worth nothing. <laughs> but the Hoover Dam one's pretty cool, right?
0: It's kinda of useless now. There's no water in the US. Everything's drying up. You
2: guys it's are co- so depressing.
1: It's cooler than this Kmart one, which doesn't even exist anymore. No one's <laughs> not even know che- what that is. There's There's a this Chuck Martha Stewart collection. In there as well. Dan Bones is right. You do need to learn about money management. And we've got just the instructional video for you. It's called The Last Seduction this Week on Five Day Rentals. Welcome back, everybody, to the 5-Day Rentals Podcast. This is the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category. This round's category, courtesy of Bones, is the Paxton Pullman Paradox. Hell yeah. Movies featuring either Bill Pullman or
0: Bill Paxton. (laughs) Two Bills, right? There, yeah, there will be a test at the end of this category, Grant. So. Oh shit! I already, I'm gonna fail.
1: Uh, this is my round, <laughs> wrapping this thing up, and it's the last seduction from 1994, directed by John Dahl. Uh, guys, joined as always by my co-host Bones and Laundry Dan. Hello. Howdy. You guys think uh, you're skilled in the art of seduction? No. Far from it.
2: In fact, I think it gets me in more trouble.
1: The art of seduction? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you are a married man. I mean, you're out there seducing everyone. No, you still seduce your mistress. Your mistress? (laughs) Your missus. Blowing up your own spot tonight, dude. Oh, yeah, shit.
0: I, I think seduction's I <laughs> really reserved for certain type of people. Mm-hmm. I don't have a face or a body that allows for any attempt at seduction.
1: Really, the crons of the world got it covered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the
2: first word that comes to mind whenever cron comes up.
1: hmm Did you not... Uh, Last Budge trip, whose room did you sleep in, dude?
2: <laughs> we we slept in a bunk bed. Whose room were you in? It was mine because I was old. I'm older. No. Yes, that's how that works. Uh-huh. Seniority. Who was no way, on the,
0: who took the top bunk? Me. Then.
2: And it was hot as hell. Not your room. <laughs> not
0: not, not whose room. <laughs> Not top Dan's bunk room.
2: is always the coolest fucking bunk. Everybody wanted no, the top bunk. No,
0: no, no, no way, dude. You think you do, yeah. you think you do, and then you you regret it. I
1: was I was down below with the cooler air, dude. <laughs> Sleeping sound. That's why I left college.
2: You had a bunk bed in college?
0: Yeah, we it's had. Like you you could, you could make them bunks, or you could take them like they were like stackable. I think we ended up deciding on like an L shape, where my feet end up ended up. Kind of underneath his head, if that makes he, sense.
2: Children of this country are going into massive amounts of debts, and we're making them sleep in bunk beds. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. Jesus, listen, these kids—they already got a complex. You don't want to—you <laughs> got to knock them down a little somewhere. Mm-hmm. You ever had to set with a kid in college? Like, when was the last time you had to do that? College. Yeah, like someone who's actively in college.
2: 2012?
1: I did do it recently at like a Thanksgiving. thing. This was like a year or two ago, but it was miserable. <laughs> Just telling me everything that's fucked up in the world. They didn't know jack shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make a paycheck. <laughs> they had no stretched out pennies. <laughs> They're not living. Mm-mm they're the worst. They should they should sleep in bunk beds, dude.
0: I don't know how informed you guys are like as far as like do you watch the news regularly? Or I try not to. Okay, so like or check Apple News or anything like that. Like it, any of my news is more passive cuz I just can't commit to it. But but Sam is just so far removed from it that anytime I feel like it's something that I need to bring up I have to then try to explain. Like, I'm so much better at trying to explain one of the podcast movies than I am trying to say, like, oh, there was a another fucking school shooting or some shit. Like, I'm sort of envious of her that she's, like, seven steps removed.
2: I mean, I don't blame her. Oh, no, yeah.
0: that's that's the way to be. The news sucks. <laughs> yeah. I don't the world sucks.
2: Read it. I just see like the headline and that's. Yeah. And I'm like, that's probably made up. I don't know. I only
1: read like the
0: National Enquirer <laughs> or uh
1: whatever. Whoever's still covering Bat Boy. That's, I don't that's what I'm you. checking out. Yep.
0: On my hunt for Bat Boy, like information, that's when I've come across like, oh, inflation and blah, 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 you know. Mm.
2: On my hunt that's, for Bat Boy, that's when I found out we had nine eleven.
1: Inflation's so high, Bat Boy can't afford cave. I,
0: yeah, I do remember you, you texting us last week and asking yeah. about nine eleven. That was really weird. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I wish I just would have called you and tried to explain it because over text, some of your emoji use was really inappropriate. <laughs> uh,
2: inflation's so high, Bat Boy can't fly over it.
0: Wow, dude, you should doodle that and sell that little cartoon.
2: What was the uh, the Far Side? That would have been one of those
0: (laughs) Paxton Pullman paradox. (laughs) We took a week off. We're 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 a little rusty. We took a good bit of time off. I feel Uh, uh,
1: not to the listener, but to us. It feels like this category's gone on for two months now.
0: <laughs> yeah, we had a, a two day rental. We had a crossover in there. It was.
2: And a
1: break. And we a saw break. each other
0: in person. Yep. Cron, you went on a, another podcast, so you should mm-hmm. be yeah, just, the most loose of any of us. Just about ready to quit.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: One feel more like step
2: closer tonight.
0: I've done it all. <laughs>
1: Uh, this is the Paxton Pullman Paradox. And guys, we're wrapping it up. It's the last seduction. It's got Bill Paxton. Pullman. It's got Bill Pullman.
2: We've learned nothing.
1: Edit that. <laughs> it's got Bill Pullman. He's playing a guy named Clay. Uh, guys, what did you think of this movie in general? Do you think this is a good representation of... Of '90s erotic thrillers,
0: I motion to you.
2: It's not really a thriller. It's got some. I mean, how? Uh, I mean, I never was on the edge of my seat.
0: Yeah,
1: are you ever though in an erotic thriller? <laughs>
0: I mean, my ass is on the edge of the seat. My My shoulders are back, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> if you know what I mean. This was first time watch for me.
2: As well as myself.
1: And for me. Uh, okay. Good to point out, I watched about 30 minutes of this before deciding to pick it. And we'll we'll get there. But the ending's got an <laughs> extra little punch that it throws. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. This is uh,
2: I, that thing comes flapping out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it, I feel like they don't really make movies like this anymore. Nineties was kind of the last little little run of these. Mm-hmm. So I think you said when you picked it that, uh, you know, this was shit that was just everywhere in a video store. You know, this I, I, like did this even get a theatrical release? Yes, it did. Yeah. It did? Okay.
1: I mean, there I think. Is, th- we'll go into that later on. I think there was like. Um, Some drama there. <clears throat> like in the 80s, there was
0: uh, body heat, which I know we all are big fans of. Yeah. <laughs> which
1: Quentin Tarantino hates.
0: <laughs> That's fine. We can disagree on a few things. Mm-hmm. What an idiot.
1: Hey, I'm not super into feet, so <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We got different tastes, Dan. Uh I,
0: I told you. I'm not. I'm not. Fuck. About Shit. No.
1: What? We didn't even. <laughs> this, is, his name. This, is, gotta,
0: this is early. I got to talk about it. I bet. I, I bet he was been waiting since last week and he it. didn't know we weren't recording. He
1: showed. He Twitter. showed up on the record. Oh, we
0: yeah. Were yeah. He's been sitting here for a week. BDP. The, what's up? The Palmer
2: here. You dirtbags. It's all in what did we do? Yeah, a, a '90s draft, and you only... What did I get? One pick. One. You know what I did in yeah, the '90s? I think that's
0: right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, no, you got two. You had two. I had you covered. Well, oh yeah, yeah. You, mm. you got my my trilogy.
2: I never got you. You're right. Thank you. Thank you.
1: You didn't make a second so, one. I feel like you got to get. Didn't let
2: me. They yeah, took, you got to get.
1: You gotta get part two before you can call
0: it the trilogy that never Ooh. happened.
2: They wanted Ooh. um, soggy biscuits and
0: pigeons. Yeah. Hey man, I, that's a good soundtrack though.
2: It's a great Metallica song. I will say that. it is.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that wouldn't have worked with a but De Palma, Mi two yeah, though.
2: I listen to this thing. I'm like, I'm gonna be every year. I'm gonna <laughs> blowing this thing up. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of let down. I'm not going to lie, guys.
1: Well, I picked one of your, one of your best works, Raising Cain. I was kind of leaving the other ones out there for other people. I didn't want to just true. do top to bottom the Palmas, you know? Yeah. You should have. I considered it. I don't, I don't, I think you're lying, crying. There were a few years, though, where you didn't have a release, and what was I going to do then?
0: Yeah. I was writing. What do you Come want? on. You got to admit, you, you dipped a little bit in the 90s, man. Plus we picked 90 movies you I mean, that's. Out. <laughs>
2: and who are those other boys
0: They were very nice Yeah there was one that was we, we had to talk about after That was a little I wish they would have Been a little bit Whatever But that's fine we'll, We're working that internally But they're very Chad nice guy, guys
2: I'm gonna He's in my next movie I'll tell you that much Oh hell yeah mm-hmm. Sexy Sexiest voice Charming I've heard in a Long time Mm-hmm. Is he gonna
1: play a uh, Weinstein? I don't know. Listen, Ouch! You can't you can't rush art, you asshole. I think that's the thing he's working on though. Oh, that's right. That's 10 right. Years he, now. I'm right here. What he? You...
0: you didn't just come on here to break our balls, right? Yeah, it, I mean, it he has to to be some... The
2: controversy of this week of Mr. Tarantino not liking Body Heat.
0: Okay. You're not you're not confusing that with Body Double, are you?
2: Why? Why would I get my own movies confused?
0: All right, I'm just well, making sure you, you did body
1: double. You did not. You had nothing to do with body heat. No, guys, I did body heat.
0: No. Do you, you mind if I check the um don't the internet get on that here?
2: Computer, the internet's the worst thing ever.
0: You
1: you heard body and you just rushed in here.
2: No, I came in here for the nineties drab. I told you, I was expecting Pretty to get sure every single one of them. Body heat
0: is uh, Kasdan. Yeah, who? Lawrence Cast.
2: <laughs> I never heard of her.
0: It's a. I believe he uh, identifies as a he. Um, should have been. He should be in your circle because I'm. I'm pretty sure you're pretty close with a, a little director known as Steven Spielberg.
1: Uh, yeah, you guys were part of
2: the Brat Pack together. Mm-hmm. Who's seen Hook? You seen that? Mm-hmm. Great alligators. Anyway, you guys going to do another draft and have me on?
0: I I yeah, we'll do the an 80s draft and we'll pick Body yeah, Heat and we'll it. and we'll credit you as as director. Mm-hmm.
2: I gave Lauren all the ideas for that movie, okay? Lauren? Hey, I, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> I really like a uh, Body Double, Mr. DePaul, <laughs> the movie you did direct. The, why didn't you draft it? It was in the 80s. <laughs> it was it, it, it wasn't eligible
2: if i'm stand corrected you did an 80s draft as well am i wrong that
1: was horror specific
2: oh i, I God, guess genres, jesus holy mackerel
1: i'd say that's a little more thriller than horror i mean you don't even know
0: what's in it because hey I, is- and i i i ride that line personally <laughs> i think uh, uh, a horror thriller. It's more horror thriller. Oh, by the but way, but I'm a horror action guy. So I mean, on
1: on the '80s draft, I did pick Dress to Kill, which is a movie you directed. <laughs> is that with Kane. No, <laughs> how do you not know your own films? Oh, is it, is it is Mike Michael Kane? Kane? Yeah, yeah. You can't you paint. can't say is it Kane because I instantly go to Raising Kane,
0: which is an actual movie you did.
2: Oh yeah, that was that was a brilliant piece
0: of art. You ever uh, gone after those that chicken place? No.
2: I don't know. It is what it is.
0: They probably owe you a buck or two though. Yeah. And the nineties draft is what it is, my dude.
2: Oh, look at this smart ass you smart asses. Uh you guys getting any checks for this show?
0: No. This okay. is completely out of pocket. We're getting paid getting in a bill
2: for my uh, me coming on here. I've no
0: been one asked to you that to come. This is guy. Yeah, yeah. No one,
1: no one forced your hand. <laughs> you came in here to talk about Body Heat, a movie you didn't even direct.
2: I've seen Body Heat. It's good.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: it's unlike the movie you're doing tonight. Hey, it's way more
1: sexy. I'll tell you what. We'll we'll throw a couple. Stretched out commemorative pennies into an envelope and shoot them over to you. Stretched out pennies aren't worth shit.
2: Wow. No. Anyway, money <laughs> talks, bullshit shit. walks. Uh, next time, I better hear my name a lot more. That's all I'm saying, guys. Okay? I got to go.
0: Um, Listen, let me take this, go me take to this, this opportunity am, this to to hype a uh, excellent data sheet that our friend Umar Ditta put together for us. Based on the '90s draft, I got to tell you, you're in the top ten. The only bottom. two, only two other directors had had more picks than you. Who? What? The Cohen brothers and and Quentin Tarantino. Uh, it's like a bunch of jerk offs. Back to Tarantino. And Tarantino
2: hates uh, Body Heat. I f- I hates my fucking movie Body Heat. <laughs> but he fucking loves
0: Blowout. It's like his favorite movie of all time.
2: He can blow out Body Heat out his ass. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm the sun. He's the star. Okay. Out of space reference. If you guys don't know. Anyway, could have said, "Love he's you the guys." Moon. That's yeah, a little...
0: I need you to call Dan, by the way, and tell him about the the, the coins being useless because he's not listening to us. But you don't listen to us, so I. Who knows?
2: I haven't. The only thing I listen to is crossover. I've, I don't know what other junk you you're doing
0: unless it's my movie.
1: Well, you should run this one back after it comes
0: out. And mm-hmm. You can should be one of the four people that download it
2: down. this. It's got to be more than that. My assistant downloads it. Take
0: me. a screenshot of of your review and rating of our show, and I'll actually is. I'll send you a poster. How about that? Uh,
2: I can hear my typewriter.
0: I got to go. I'm working on uh, on this new one. You that might be slowing you, you down, dude. You, okay. might, need a, I gotta you might need to get a Mac. Uh, yeah,
1: um, what do you, how do you hear it? Did you who? set it to auto and it yeah.
0: types Richard? itself?
2: Yeah. Okay, I'll talk to Richard. Maybe he
0: dictates. Okay.
2: Five Day Reynolds, love you guys.
0: All right, bye. What Dan, you're not going to believe this. Brian De Palma thinks he directed Body Heat. No, isn't that crazy, guys? I don't, don't want to.
2: Gets confused with the body thing.
0: I don't want to worry
1: out anyone out there that's listening, but I don't think that De Palma Weinstein movie is ever going to come out. I, I think he's kind of losing it a little bit.
2: I think you just got to have faith, You Can't rush art. You know, that's what they say.
0: Yeah, it takes a lot of time. It takes like 25 minutes to talk about a movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Or to even start talking about a movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, guys. This is the last seduction from 1994, directed by John Dahl. We're getting into this thing. We start out with uh, some pretty upbeat jazz music
0: throughout this whole thing. This, you guys, like that little? <laughs> it feels, it feels like a Woody Allen mm-hmm. 90s comedy. It can't, it's can't odd. Be calm, baby. Can't be <laughs> calm.
1: It's like if a. Uh, Whoever did the music for Seinfeld got a few more instruments. Yeah. (laughs) It's
0: like, you're going to get such a boner later, we need to kind of bring it down.
2: It's like, you're going to want to get hard, but then you hear this and you're like, "Eh,
1: maybe not. Yeah, maybe I'll just walk to the diner. Mm -hmm. Uh, We start out seeing this lady. She's hassling a bunch of dipshits who are hawking coins over the phone. This lady's writing these guys pretty hard. She's like, I'll pay the next person who gets a sale like 100
0: you think a hundred bucks. Yeah, triple where, sale she wants. Mm-hmm. Next triple sale.
2: I think this is where uh, Scorsese got the idea for the Wolf of Wall Street.
0: Definitely. I thought Brian De Palma directed that. Oh, the that's Wolf of right. That's Wall Street?
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I don't know. And it wasn't based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Completely original, Brian De Palma. Took he him is like a 20, God. took him twenty five years to write it. God. All right, that lady hawking
1: coins. Her name is Bridget. Uh, kind of intercut with her coin stuff is we see a drug deal involving Pullman. His name's Clay. Uh, I don't know what this must be. His first <laughs> time selling drugs. He, like, pops open his briefcase. He describes what he has as pharmaceutical-grade cocaine.
2: I think it even says it on the bottles.
1: Yeah, medical-grade, yeah. And then these two guys that he's doing the deal with, they just pull a gun on him, and (laughs) Pullman just, like, gets down on his knees, and he's like, I guess this is it. (laughs) I'm going to get shot in the head.
0: I thought he was, like, playing him. I thought he was gonna like pull a gun out of his
1: I thought he had pocket a gun or something.
0: Like yeah, but
1: got a duster on.
0: Nope. Oh yeah, but he that would immediately
1: cowers. Mm-hmm. It would have made more sense if he did have a gun, but no, he is just accepting of his fate that he will be shot in the face and left for dead. But it works. Mm-hmm. It does work. Uh, these two guys, they just kind of chuckle. They open up their briefcase and dump all the money out.
2: (laughs) Did he just want to keep his
1: briefcase, I guess?
0: I think they were just fucking with him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like...
2: You could have took the drugs and the money, dude. Like...
0: Yeah, clearly.
1: (laughs) You should have shot that guy for being
0: so weak. Yeah, but then you also... You ruin that... Connection? Connection, yeah. You're not... You know, if you can... I don't know You don't fuck up your supplier Like that I mean
2: It just seems like Oh this is easy out Right here
0: Yeah but if this guy's got a fucking Supply of pharmaceutical grade cocaine
2: I mean I know I I did a lot of Pharmaceutical cocaine In like 95
0: Can we ease up on the drug talk Because I'm I'm still I'm four days clean And it's Rough.
1: Okay. Rough. Well, if you're you're four days out, you can do a little just to get over the hump. hump. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm saving that for tomorrow.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, Pullman arrives back at his house. Uh, Bridget's there. She's asking if he got the money. Uh, She calls him an idiot, and then he just slaps her right in the face (laughs) with the money. Backhands her. Pullman kind of. Was it with the money?
0: I think he just hit her with the back of his. He just kind of backhands her. Yeah, I mean she's kind of immediately busting his balls. I'm not mm-hmm. to. I'm not trying to argue that he should have hit her, but he does immediately say like this. That, those guys were fucking serious. Like this was a fucking like I'm on edge, and I just walked in the door so. Pullman kind of gives a half-assed apology.
1: Uh, He kind of, I think he says, like, you can hit me wherever you want hard. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, But then he starts pulling all this cash right out of his shirt. (laughs) Says he's got 700K. It's a pretty good score. Hell yeah. So he's kind of pulling out all these wads of money. She's like, you walked around New York like that. Uh, he says he's got to take a shower, and then they can celebrate. Bridget yeah, starts right He on... shit
0: himself, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and pissed. Mm-hmm. That's why he didn't put any of the money in his pants. <laughs> it's all voiced up.
2: Fuck these underwear, but this money ain't getting dirty. Mm-hmm.
0: It'd be a uh, great deterrent. If you're walking around with 700K... Stuffed in your shirt, smelling like shit might be a good, like, deterrent from people getting close to you or wondering what's shoved in there, you know? That's why I always shake down the unhoused around (laughs) the city. This is a front, you fucker. Mm -hmm. You're holding, aren't
2: you? Open that shirt.
1: Uh, Bridget starts writing a message, but she's doing it. In a funny way, it's all—it looks like a bunch of scribblies and bullshit that she's putting down. <laughs> scribblies. <laughs> uh, Bridget loads up the cash, and she takes off. She's kind of making her way out of the building. She hops in a cab, and the cab takes her over to a car that she's just already got stashed. So. This is not a spur of the moment decision on Bridget's part.
0: Is that a New York thing maybe where people have to maybe park their cars in like a lot, like a fenced lot or something?
1: That's kind of what I thought. I could see that, but I don't know. I mean, it definitely seems like she has been planning this for a while. You know, that as soon as this big score comes in, she's
0: out of there. Did you? So you take it as this? She's been planning this, because I read it as spur of the moment. She decides, "Not nah, fuck this. I'm leaving."
2: Nah, I think this is her job. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Ooh. I think she's she's just playing, you know, people throughout the movie. So it's, it's she is. But why?
0: Why wouldn't she have other things lined up? Like she doesn't have a safe house lined up. She doesn't know where she like. Immediate. Once she gets in the car and she goes. She's playing it by ear the whole time. Considering how well she plans out future stuff. And I only bring that up now because I think that's interesting that you take that. I took it as... He hit her and she was like, you know what? Fuck this. She saw that cash and... It sparked uh, the fuck this mode.
1: I don't know. I just took it as like... She's just waiting for this score to come in (laughs) as soon as, I mean, I don't know if she necessarily has, like, all the beats planned after this, but it's like, I'm waiting until I'm alone with that money, and then I'm out of here.
2: Didn't she say something like it actually worked or something whenever he comes back?
0: I thought that was just in response to, like, the fact that they did the deal. Oh, well. Uh,
1: Clay hops out of the shower, he he does see the message that was left for him, and he holds it up in front of the mirror, and it says, how are we supposed to celebrate, but it's written
0: backwards.
2: Yeah, what was the point of this? It's important
0: later. Well, yeah, but she threw some condoms out, like, we don't have enough condoms, which confused me because they're married. So I guess in the nineties people I okay.
2: Some people still I guess use she's condoms. not yeah, I guess
0: she's not on birth control. Okay. Sorry.
2: Plus ninety-four was definitely uh we're gonna do everything with condoms, especially in your pornography movies. Mm-hmm. Everybody's wearing a condom. Cause they wanted to make that cool.
1: Yeah, it director cool. director John. Well Null. it's not was like we gotta have a positive message in this thing somewhere. <laughs> if one, if one fourteen-year-old wraps up later in life because he snuck into this movie, I've done my job. <laughs> wraps up. Bridget pulls into a little town called Beston. Uh, she asks a guy who's filling up his car, "How far is it to Chicago?" He's like 10 to 12 hours, depending on how fast you drive. Uh, She's like, all right, I got to, you know, at least take a break in this town. She walks over to the local bar called Ray's. Uh, Inside the bar, there are some guys drinking. One of them is Hank from Breaking Bad. Yep. Cron,
2: you got to thank for Hank. Mm Mm-hmm. You've picked all the movies that Hank has been in.
0: Lawnmower Man. Hmm. I think there's one more. Oh well. Yeah. I'll look it up while Kron continues.
1: What can I say? Guy knows how to pick a good movie to be in. <laughs> all right. There's this kind of attractive lady in the bar. Uh, she singles these guys out. She goes over and talks to one of them, and that guy's named Mike. Mike kind of blows her off, and his buddies are like, dude, you totally could have hooked up with that chick. Uh, and he says, all the women in Boston are anchors. You get with one of them, and you're stuck here for life.
0: Just this is, at this. Uh,
2: Peter Berg, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Playing the Mike. cell. He was also in the cell. That's right.
1: I can read a script what can I say Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) he thought Uh, it was the seal confused him
1: Mm.
2: it is a seal movie
1: I bet the first draft of that script had a lot more seal stuff in it
2: (laughs) I want the director's cut
1: I want that seal cut Tarson or whatever his name is cut it all up
2: this is Peter Berg um, Mark Wahlberg's best friend yeah director
0: Dan's got a little Peter Berg in him.
2: Uh, Never had sex with
0: Peter Berg. (laughs) He he did. Well, you you think anytime you wear a condom, it's not having sex, but.
2: Anytime I wear a condom, I am playing Peter
1: Berg.
0: Oh, okay. I think the most offensive
1: part of your guys' relationship is that when he's done, he just leaves a bunch of stretched out pennies on
0: the bedside table for you. Dan's into that.
2: I think the most offensive part is he's like climb this chain link, like <laughs> you can't.
0: You gotta uh, stick your boner through one of the holes, and that'll hold you up. You know, it's like climbing a rope. You got to get the foot locked in there. That's really what's holding you up. A boner can hold up you up on that chain link.
2: If you're gonna stick it through that chain
0: link, yeah, you don't want it. have to get a tetanus shot. I always
1: found the the links weren't big enough. Uh, nice. All oh, right. Is that a big dick joke? Uh, well, it's From more of, more mm. of a fact of life. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bridget walks into this bar. She orders a Manhattan. I don't get this part of the movie. The bartender is like,
0: he's doing exactly what I would do.
1: Why? It's in a small town. She
0: comes in shitty.
1: She doesn't... At first, she just walks in and she's like, give me a Manhattan.
0: Doesn't say hello. Doesn't say may I. Nothing. Just give me a Manhattan. Like, this isn't New York. This is... So you go... Next time
2: you're in town, we'll test this out.
1: So you go into a bar now and you, what? You talk to the bartender for two minutes before you actually order?
0: I don't just walk up and then yell my order. I kind of sit there. I wait for them to acknowledge me. They might be doing something else. I let them come up. Hey, how's it going? Am I yeah. nod? Yeah.
2: Say, hey, can I get uh, yeah. two two bush lights and a water? And he says, it's just regular bush. I was like, that that's fine, sir.
0: Mm-hmm. I do that every time in St. Louis. I don't know why we, we only have Bush heavies everywhere, but.
2: I literally did that on last Thursday night.
0: Uh, I, same thing. When I got that first round. Um, yeah, man. Because also, there's a generic thing of like, give me a Manhattan. Well, what? Like, what top brand shelf, do you want? Yeah.
2: Lower shelf? What do you know? Cherry? No cherry? I
1: think it's just a. It's Is there a cherry fir- in a Manhattan? I think it's bourbon, vermouth, yeah. and a cherry. Right?
0: Mar- mar- maraschino.
1: Maraschino. Oh,
0: yeah, it might be. Maraschino. All right, this lady's trying to order a Manhattan. Expensive as hell, man.
1: <laughs> Too sweet
2: for my
0: taste. Yeah, those shits ain't, Manhattan oh, guy. not, yeah.
2: Kron made me one, I think, when I visited him in uh, at his place one time.
0: I made you a uh, old-fashioned.
2: Oh, is an no old-fashioned? Okay. Mm-hmm. It was good, though.
0: Which isn't, yeah, you're not, I'm not going to knock you on that. They're very similar.
1: Mm. One just sweetens it with vermouth and the other with simple syrup. At least I do. You can use a sugar cube and some water, but I don't know. It doesn't mix
0: in right. You go heavy on those bitters? I go pretty heavy on the bitters, yeah. Oh, man.
2: How many times a week are you having an old-fashioned or a Manhattan?
1: Well, not really much anymore. I, I switched over to a, I think it's called a Black Manhattan, but it's bourbon and Amaro. How often do I have one of those?
0: That's my business, Dan. So you just walk up to the bar and say, Give me a Manhattan? No, Black I make Manhattan.
1: I make those at home. If I'm at the bar, I usually just grab a beer. I mean, uh, you just grab, you don't ask?
0: <laughs> yeah. I reach, you don't o- ha- you don't?
1: I reach over, uh, hook your arm under the counter. Pull up whatever beer you get.
0: Pull up a dirty glass. Mm-hmm.
1: And then if you end up with a glass, and the bartender's like, "What are you doing?" You can at least you got a projectile to toss right at his dome. Mm-hmm. Jeez, get the hell out of there!
2: Why you're fucking anarchist?
1: All right, this lady's trying to order a Manhattan. The bartender's like, "Hey, how's everybody doing down here? Are you guys all good?" And he just I love it. Fucking ignores her. I fucking love it. Uh, but she shouts out, who's a gal got to suck around here to get a drink? Now, Mike hears this, and he comes right over. He's like, "He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, hey, man, get this lady in Manhattan already. Uh, she kind of takes the drink. She's like, thanks a lot, leaves. Uh, but Mike follows her over to a table, and he's kind of trying to hit on her. She's not really having it. Uh, she tells him, like, you're not going to get anywhere. Just leave. As he does, he says, just so you know, I'm hung like a horse. Think about it. He starts to walk off. She calls him back. She says, let's see. Have a seat. Uh, he sets down. He kind of starts talking, but she unzips his pants and just reaches
0: in. Mm.
2: She goes after.
0: 90s assault. Yep.
1: She's uh, uh I, at this point Mike's kind of like all right this is working out for me I guess uh she asked him how many lovers have you had he says 12 any prostitutes no any men no ma'am yeah he,
0: he had that number ready
1: mhm well he does that thing where he's like 13 no 12 it was 12 <laughs> the <Just a> finger <laughs> yeah the other
0: the other one we didn't get past third I I couldn't get my dick through the chain link, so just 12. Mm -hmm.
1: I get it. Uh, She says, do you have your own place? Yes. Is it a sty? No, it's clean. Does it have indoor plumbing? Yes, I have indoor plumbing. (laughs) (laughs) And then she tells him, meet me in the parking lot. We cut over to the next morning. This guy wakes up. Uh, Bridget's in his kitchen on the phone. He kind of looks over at her. She starts to wave him away. Jesus. And then she goes, don't worry, it's a local call. (laughs) I bet if you showed this movie to a 16-year-old now, they would be like, what the
0: fuck is that? Yeah.
2: She's not doing 1-800-collect.
0: It's the next line where she's like, it's a personal call. Mm -hmm. That's It's like, come on. How rude are you going to be to this guy?
2: Cron, these kids don't even remember the time whenever you got free minutes after 6 p.m. So, like, somebody would call you and be like, call me after 6 and, like, hang up. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you that's, had a ass- that's assuming that your brother wasn't on the computer yeah. <laughs> that night because nobody was getting through. What, your family could afford a... A dedicated dial-up line?
2: No, this is Mm -hmm. when I got my first cell phone. And I got in trouble because I went over on the texting. (laughs) I had to pay the difference.
0: What, 30, 35 cents?
2: No, this, it was
0: just... you just just, flick a, a flattened coin at your dad and walk off? Go buy a Manhattan dick. Dan was spending a
1: dollar every time he wrote like cool thanks. That was it
0: <laughs> Was it at least a girl you were texting? I don't know.
1: It's, it's probably sp- you fucker, Yeah. I remember I would call people and they would they would say like, "Hey, you, you know, call me back after 6," and I would have to butt in and say like, "I'm stuck in the chain link. Help. You got to come help me." <laughs> call me after 6. Uh, Bridget's on the phone with a lawyer. She, in, uh, insinuates that she's got a lot of illegal money. She doesn't want her pesky husband getting any I can't
0: of wait it. till six. This is a playground and school gets out in 15 minutes. <laughs> Bring me uh, a bucket of ice water.
2: Hurry up. The sun's going down.
1: She doesn't want her husband getting any of the money in the divorce. Uh, The lawyer asks, is this all in cash? She's like, yeah. And he's like, well, as long as you can just write out a divorce, then, like, you'll be able to keep all that money because he's not going to go, you know, to a, a bunch of cops and tell them you took a bunch of stolen money.
0: Yeah. How fucking awesome is J.T. Walsh, man? Like, he's got, what, four or five scenes where he's just on the phone in an office? And he's... Mm-hmm. By far the best performance of the movie. They probably had him
2: have a bigger part.
0: They probably had him for a day and he just
1: filmed
2: (laughs) all of his shit. That is true.
0: He is, uh, he's got a sizable part in a movie that I know Kron is just itching to dump on this show.
2: Puppet Master 5. Mm
0: -hmm. They wish they could have got JT
1: Walsh, dude. Uh, at the very end of this call, Bridget's like, all right, you know, go ahead and start all the paperwork. Uh, she says, how long is this going to take? He says, uh, you know, best case scenario, about two years. <laughs> so she's all bummed out. She says, I'm going to go to Chicago. And the lawyer says, if that's where he thinks you're going, your best bet is just to stay where you are right now. Hearing this, Bridget just jumps in her Jeep and drives off. <laughs> Poor Mike is, uh, running out into the street being like, come back here. This guy's already <laughs> wrapped around her finger. Oh, he's, he's stuck. Bridget goes over and picks up a local paper. This is kind of a funny scene where, you know, she's grabbing a paper out of those, uh, those big bins that are outside that I'm sure nobody remembers anymore, uh. But it's like, as she's taking these papers out, all these people are coming by and they're like, hey, how's it going? Good morning. (laughs) She's like, fuck this.
0: Yeah, those flat coins would not work on one of those coin operated magazine holders, Dan. The trick was you put a quarter in, you take
1: all the papers out of there, then you sell them for 10 cents a piece. (laughs) Oh, shit, yeah. Just fucking anarchist. Pure profit, dude. <laughs> well, besides the quarter, you had to invest to <laughs> get the machine open.
0: Is that what killed print? People just being untrustworthy?
2: No, print's overdosed.
0: <laughs> Did you guys have trick-or-treaters? Shit ton. Four. Did you just leave a bowl on the Porsche?
2: When we were out trick-or-treating. We trick or treat, tweet. We trick or treat. The neighborhood does a Saturday trick or treat, and then they do like Halloween, which all the people come in for.
0: Right. All the people from the outlands. Yeah. Come in so in their Mad Max convoy. Kind of to ride so, through
1: so the so suburb. You, You know if they're there not on the Saturday that they don't belong in the neighborhood?
2: Saturday is just neighborhood and friends if you invite them. They're cool. That's when all the other neighbors, they'll do adult treats as well, like shots and stuff like that.
0: So Eyes wide shut party.
2: Nah, we don't do any key parties yet. (laughs) Haven't met good enough neighbors.
0: You're in a cul-de-sac. That makes it a little awkward.
2: Yeah, you got to see each other every day.
0: Yeah, we had two. We had two. That's it? Yeah.
2: I mean, your street is kind of dark.
0: It's a very dark street, and we have, like, we're a cut through for, like, two main streets, so it's not really worth them cutting through. So, And the second one, I had to flag down. The guy was like, walk, they were walking on the other side. Hey, kid. Was like, hey, I was kid. I like, hey, I'm here. No, hey. the, the dad was like, oh, hey, hey, there's somebody over here. And then that's when I realized that I was the only street light on. So I was like, ah, fuck it. So I shut my light off and went back to Ghostbusters 2. Like, this isn't worth it.
2: We started what? Ghostbusters 1 original.
0: But then we had to go to the new one for the daughter. Why? I didn't dislike the new one.
2: It was alright. We yeah. didn't make it all the way through. She got tired and had to go to bed,
1: but did she not like one? <sighs> not really her jam. Damn. Damn. She's watching Hook though tonight.
2: Smee. <laughs> She's like, What is this? It's like Hook.
0: That's awesome, dude, because that means you don't have to serve her dinner anymore.
2: I'll tell you yes, a story about yes. that. Put that on record. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty funny though.
1: Anyway, Carton, where the fuck are you in this movie? Bridget finds a listing for a manager in the paper. Uh, we cut over to the interview. She's got the job. She's the new lead. Well, manager of leads. I wrote down lead manager, but that doesn't seem appropriate. Uh, she's the manager of leads at Interstate. Uh, she so,
2: this guy that that she does the interview with, does he like
1: know what she's up to or know her game? Or no, I think she because she does have credentials as like you know um, at least a manager of a pyramid scheme for coins. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> so what's so insurance but a pyramid scheme? So.
1: And I think she gives this guy her real name so he can like, you know, check up on references or something, but it's kind of like once he says, okay, we'll offer you the job that she's like, I have to use a fake name because I'm like hiding out from an abusive husband. Right.
0: I think, um, okay, it's, it's a cool thing from his side though, that he's like, all right, yeah, like I checked you out, you seem legit, and you want to use this other... I don't feel like that shit would fly anymore. To use a fake name? I don't think you're going to get an employer to buy in.
2: They'd be like, well, we got to report this. Yeah. (laughs) I don't... It just seemed weird that she got a job. I don't... Like, it was 700 k right?
0: Yeah, but she can't spend any of it. Yeah, you can't throw
1: that money around, especially in a tiny town, because people are going to be like, who is this one person we don't know that's driving around in a Lambo? Oh, shit, it's Bam Margera. It's the Black Roses. <laughs> Here to play another show.
0: <laughs> yeah. She drives two miles an hour down Main Street. Mm-hmm. It's fucking aggravating.
2: Uh, but this. The- so we're going to bury Kron.
1: Mm-hmm. A, a two, rented Lambo, a two-mile <laughs> procession in a casket. Lambo. <laughs> yeah, that's all we can afford. Thanks,
2: <laughs> we'll carry him the rest of the way.
1: Where are all these scratches on top of the Lambo? It's so the only place the coffin would go. Sorry,
0: dude, Stevo. I would just drag. Pull you. it down. <laughs> you couldn't open the doors. You'd open the door and the coffin would roll over. Yeah, it's like. We'll
2: have the doors open and we'll put the coffin.
0: Oh, in between it. Yeah. Kind of cradle it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hold it. (laughs) Like your dad driving home with a mattress on top. (laughs) Some fucking plywood.
1: I had to go uh, to buy like a really long piece of uh, PVC pipe one time. I was like, make, how make a cross. <laughs> yeah, I was making a cross for the back <laughs> of my truck. No, I was fixing a plumbing in our old house, but uh, I was just like, man, how are we gonna, how are we gonna transport this thing? And my father-in-law was like, I'll just hold it. <laughs> That's how we drove back. It was like in the bed and then fully forward, just like holding it.
0: Yeah, I've done that with my truck where I've <laughs> opened the back glass. And stuck it through the back glass and then it came out through the, the passenger side window. You know, so it was sticking out a good three feet.
2: Hey man, you just strap that red flag on the back and
1: I I hope.
0: <laughs> I drive a focus ST and that shit does not move anything, but before I had the truck when I was redoing the fence, I bought some actual fencing panels and it would just fit if I laid down the back seat and I let them uh, stack on top of the center console so I took off my shirt put those on the center console and then stacked them up and then it's a stick so I actually had to have my hand over like the six planks and then just like I barely had my finger on the shifter so I could get it to in gear
2: but you're like a goddamn hillbilly yeah luckily
0: it was like back road so I didn't get out of third gear but because actually, I couldn't get it into fourth. Like it was blocked by the piece of wood, <laughs> so I had to go like first rev, skip second, and get into third.
2: Hey, goddamn! Get the I take the interstate.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh,
1: this manager, he's like, "Hey, you got the job." Uh, but as we ever have already said, uh, she's like, "Well, I'm hiding out from an ab- abusive husband." He's like, "Well." What name do we need to use? And she says Croy. Wendy Croy. <laughs> As if she's just putting it together and spur of the moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As she leaves the interview, who walks up but Mike? Fucking horse dung. Dude. He's like, Hey, I've been thinking about you all morning. Uh she kind of pushes it him. It burns in th- when I pee. <laughs> She pushes him into the ladies' room and she just starts pissing while he, like while she's got him in there. Um, but as she exits, she's like, "Hey, nothing happened between us. I work here now. Don't fuck up my image." Hello, Bean. Bean, Bean agrees. You agree. Uh, Wendy slash Bridget. She calls the lawyer again. He says, we've served the papers, um, but your husband, he keeps calling. He's talking about a bunch of loan sharks in his thumbs. (laughs) Uh, Bridget goes back over to the bar. Mike's there. She takes him outside and fucks him up against a chain link fence.
2: (sighs) No, not. She is... Hanging from this chain link fence.
1: Yeah, she's kind of holding on with her hands, and then she's got her legs locked into the chain link.
0: I mean, I guess you could, right? If you had high heels on,
1: you could kind of lock them in. She's just definitely doing all the work. I mean, if she's down for it, then...
2: (laughs) It just seems like, because what they do later, it's like, why didn't you just do that?
0: Well, they have to do that because people start coming out. That's when they move to the car, right?
1: hmm Well, I think there's a little scene where people walk out, and then they kind of finish up, and then I and think laugh. they go for another round in the car. Uh, after they finish up on the chain link, Mike's kind of all, all like, uh, hey, you live here. What are we? <laughs> it has got his general gist. Um, and she just I says. Love you. Yeah, basically. She says, you are my designated fuck in this town. We cut over these. I
2: mean, t- hey, that's a nice spot to have, I guess.
1: Yeah. It's
2: not the worst. You know, you're always going to see her at the end of the night, okay?
0: Yeah. And at, and at the office. Mm-hmm. To eat a whole no, but she they work together.
2: Well we are a podcast that supports shitting where you eat, so I mean Oh okay. I thought
1: we were anti shitting where you eat. No, we are shit where you eat. We're anti horse.
0: None of of our bits make sense. Going to have a lot of fun cutting spaces out of this one. Thanks.
2: Listen to the crossover.
1: (laughs) We cut over these two banging again. Mike says, hey, what if we went on a real date sometime? And she essentially says, shut up. I don't want to do that. Thank you. Why? I mean, this chick is pretty just honest about what she expects out of this relationship. She told him. Hmm.
0: And he's very upfront with what he wants. Yeah, I guess that's true. So they're both wrong. I mean,
2: a wife, I guess. I don't. Know.
0: He just wants somebody to prove that he's bigger than this town.
2: He can make it in Buffalo.
0: <laughs> we cut well, over we again. Find out he did make it in Buffalo, and that was a problem.
1: We cut over again to another ban <laughs> session. A Buffalo. Bridget is leaving. Mike says, what if I came by your place sometime? She says, not going to happen. Mike wants more out of this relationship. Bridget again says, no. Uh, Mike kind of ends with like, fuck you then. And Bridget says, good tomorrow night at eight. So Kron, me and
2: Bones are like Mike here. And you're like Bridget when it comes to this podcast
0: hmm We just yeah. wanna just get wanna, to know you, man.
2: We wanna love you, keep you here mm-hmm. with us, and you're just like, look, I like to come in, talk about raising Cain, and gone with the Pope, and I'm on that. hmm
1: What, so you're saying you want to record longer each time? Just saying we want
2: we want to lay Lay around naked afterwards. Yeah, a little together. more defined Cuddle.
0: commitment, you know.
2: Maybe smoke a cigarette. It's the day. spaces
0: in between, Kron. I've been here
1: two years now. Okay, that's not true. March,
0: and yet Almost. we still haven't seen your place.
1: People have a. You were here. Oh, that's <laughs> you, right. You came in. People I have haven't a seen your place. Parole that last less time than this. <laughs> you came in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good to see you. <laughs> Bones came in.
0: I did stay out. in this. I think maybe like a twenty-five foot radius.
1: You saw the kitchen, the dining area, and the living room.
0: Mm-hmm. One more, do you need? <laughs> well, you could have let me use the bathroom. There, I told you where it was. It was a Gatorade bottle in the corner <laughs> in I front thought, of our wives.
1: I thought you'd like that.
0: That's what we're about, dude. I need something bigger. You know that.
2: We don't got plumbing. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's
1: how we can afford this place. No plumbing. <laughs> Think about it. Uh, let's see. Bridget calls Clay. She says, "Uh, I want you to go down to the phone booth and then I'll call you back." But Clay, he's smart. He's got a guy there who's going to trace the call for him. He gives a fake number that he says is for the phone booth down the street. He kind of does a funny thing where he's like trying to run around his apartment to get, you know, out of breath and shit. Yeah. He's good, man. Pullman's good in this movie. He's having Mm -hmm. fun. Bridget calls back. They start tracing the number. Uh, Bridget says that she wants to come back to New York. She'll agree to pay off the loan sharks. Um, And kind of during all this negotiating, the dumbass Clay's phone starts to ring. Um, (laughs) So she instantly hangs up. But they've got the area code 716. She's somewhere around Buffalo. Buffalo. Bridget instantly calls her lawyer. She says, hey, I think they were tracing the call. He says, how long were you on? 45 seconds. Well, maybe they got the area code. There's 10,000 numbers per area code. They've got nothing to go off of.
2: Isn't Uh, she kind of going the wrong way? If she's trying to get to Chicago?
0: uh, Because
2: Buffalo is western New York. Like up towards Canada.
1: I think if Niagara you... Niagara Falls. Well, maybe it gives credence to, you know, Bones' philosophy of the movie where she just jumped in her car and started driving a direction.
2: That's true. He's he's knocking on two here. I'm I, I'm swaying his way, Cron.
0: I mean, uh, if I'm looking at a map here, because I'm not... Uh, I've never really been to the Northeast. I don't really know that outside of movies. Um Maybe our uh, New Hampshire buddies can can fill us in. I don't know. Maybe there's more of a direct highway here as I'm looking across. Maybe she just sort of went through Syracuse over to Buffalo and then was planning to to go down.
2: Maybe had a wing craving.
0: It's a... Yeah. yeah. Bayheim territory. She wanted to stay... Look, you know, she stayed like Lake Erie and then through Cleveland. That might actually have been more direct, so... I New think York maybe she was
2: join the discord and let us know
0: Come yeah, on. we're midwest dummies um this this seems right, this seems right, really yeah, it's I think Buffalo is more in line with um New York City than you think it is, so I mean it's definitely up she definitely went northwest, but then. I'm thinking she was probably planning on riding down. She probably wanted to avoid fucking Pennsylvania as much as possible.
2: Sorry, George. Yeah, those Um, guys
0: in Philly are fucking rough.
2: It's kind of like Nashville. You go to St. Louis and come. So you're like, why the fuck am I going to St. Louis? if Nashville's.
0: To pick me up. All right. So we can pee in Kron's living room. (laughs) Well, also,
1: it is the fastest route. You go through the south. It's just all fucking two-lane
2: road. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: It's Cape Girardeau. Nobody wants to go there. There's gone girls. It's
0: hard to drive through all those Trump flags.
2: No, It's easy to they're drive just, through them.
0: Yeah, they're just... They get well, really they're mad. Running, they're they're putting them across the street. You got to drive through them like a fucking high school football team.
1: Hey, so, something to aim your piss bottle at when you're whipping it out <laughs> the window.
0: <laughs> Man, I went to... Uh, uh, fucking grocery store on halloween to get candy and beer yes and it was fucking full i was like all right i was like hopefully i can still get some candy luckily they still had a lot of candy a few people in costumes this fucking dipshit looking person and we've been very open with our politics or at least a certain side being kind of dumb 45 hat make america great mouth breather and it was that thing of like oh shit is this a costume because you very rarely see that in my neighborhood and he's walking up to self-checkout and i'm walking up behind him and then there is just a fucking tweaker in line and she's like i like your hat and he's like yeah you don't really get a lot of us around here and a lot of ethnic families and everything kind of standing around i mean it's fucking crowded I was like, oh, shit, I don't think that's a fucking costume. And she just goes on, like, I'd vote for him like f- 10 times if I could. And I was like, oh, okay. So you're admitting to wanting to commit fucking voter fraud. All right. But this is the first time in a while I've seen one in the wild. You know, they've <laughs> mostly just been on my TV screen.
1: Uh, they're there.
0: I know. I know they're there. They're half the so country sh- it's bones. It's just it's just so shocking, you know? Mm-hmm. I live in this particular neighborhood for a reason.
1: Uh, we get a brief We're scene. Fucked. <laughs> we get a brief scene where Mike's walking in to work with Wendy. Uh, as they're kind of going through the they got one of those like rotating doors. Uh he kind of reaches down and grabs her ass and then she slaps him and she makes like a huge scene inside the building. She's like, Get your ass. You yeah. <laughs> Just
2: playing apart.
1: Uh Clay's over in his apartment. He's writing out fake prescriptions. There's kind of a funny scene where a guy who looks like he's all of hundred and ten pounds shows up and he's like, I gotta lose weight, Doc. And <laughs>
0: Uh, is he like, one of the dudes from Wayne's World? Like, is he yeah, one of the... He's okay. the camera guy, I think. Yeah. That, yep. I love you, man. hmm So this
1: guy's in there, uh, and Clay's like, oh, did you try Slim Fast? And the guy's like, what the hell are you talking about? And the PI is like, you tried it, and it didn't work. <laughs> so he kind of repeats that, and that allows Clay to write him a fake prescription for... What I can only assume is pharmaceutical-grade cocaine. Oh, yeah. Uh, The PI, he's kind of like, dude, I got to leave. Like, we got nothing to go on here. He starts walking out of the apartment. But Pullman, he looks in his mirror in the entryway. Right behind him is a giant poster in New York. He's got it all figured out. He runs over to the PI. He's like, she's using the name Wendy Croy. Dan, did you put it together? <laughs> this is some end Wendy, of days type
0: shit.
2: Wendy for Wendy City, Chicago?
0: Mm-hmm. No. No? Wendy has W-E-N, which would be the backwards new. And Croy is, is York, York backwards.
1: she's too smart <laughs> that's right it's new york backwards that's the name she's using <laughs> and the pi's like well, how do you know that and clay well, is what was the end of days one
0: christine york <laughs> christine. christ in new york
2: is this a fucking theme like with writers or some shit
1: well in end of days I, they're like her name is Christine York and they're like let's check the database there's only one in all of New York City <laughs> here's her address
0: oh, I think they imply that they tried a few they just didn't show it they just had they just miraculously showed up when she was getting attacked the the Wendy York thing is pretty clever or Wendy Croy is pretty clever but doesn't doesn't come close to Christine York
1: uh the PI's this,
2: this will come up again, I'm sure.
1: The PI's like, how do you even know that? And Pullman's like, she can write backwards. I know. <laughs> I know she can. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh Wendy goes over uh back to the bar. She starts talking to Mike. Mike says, you know, you don't tell me anything about yourself. I'm an insurance adjuster. People tell me things all the time. Uh, He learns things about all of his clients. He mentions that he was able to find a guy who was cheating just by checking his credit report. When he's like, how's that work? Mike says, well, you know, I was able to see that he had opened up a bunch of lines of credit in his name, but they were issued to women that weren't his wife. Guys, I think right there, I'm going to take a pee break. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the five-day rentals podcast. If you're just now joining us, uh, my dick can't fit through a chain-wing fence, and Dan's put all of his money into commemorative pennies. Going to be rich.
0: Poor guy.
2: I'll give you guys some money. Don't worry.
0: Well, you made made it seem like you've got loans and shit to pay off. Maybe you should do that first. I'd hate for your thumbs to go missing.
2: Mm I think we should get a five-day rentals smashed penny. We don't need any
0: other merch. We are having a tough time just giving this stuff away. Nobody so, wants any of this. So you
1: want to take what little money we collectively have and put it yeah. into a machine that will smash a penny
2: into a five-day rentals logo?
1: Yes. Where are you even going to put it? I got a basement. So people have to come to your house what, to make what the penny. I'll smash
0: what are you going to do when somebody hops on the Discord and says, "Hey, Laundry Dan, I'll take a smashed penny."
2: Well. I'm gonna get in touch with
0: it would the be Smash fun Penny company to try to figure that out. You know what? Truth. You, who do you, you call? Truthfully, you I live don't, by a train track.
1: I don't think we're gonna run into that problem. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I
0: this have might be the one. I, I have 25 crossover posters that are just going to sit there.
1: <laughs> I got some right
0: here. <laughs> hey, if
1: you made it this far in the episode, uh, uh, contact Dan on Discord and tell him you want a Smash Penny. <laughs> I'll send him a crossover poster and a and a pen. <laughs> no, he'll send you a smash penny, don't worry. A smashed pen. I
0: I will send Dan, I will write with a permanent marker 5DR on a penny and smash it in my basement a few times with a hammer. And no, I will send that to the first person that says send me the penny.
2: We didn't uh really go into what the smash penny should look like. So Yeah.
1: You said it was a stretched out penny with her faces on it. You hold the penny and I'll smash it with
0: I the was hand. trying to save it, but I was trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Closest to a cl- train track, that's going to have
1: to be the guy who sends out the pennies. I go across one every day when I
0: leave work. You just signed yourself up there for you penny go, duty, cron. buddy. Thank you, sir. I think that's really what we were trying to get at, Kron. It's like we need some other help outside of of this. I don't know. Twitter is a wasteland. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, So is Instagram.
0: Yeah. We got to get you, people like you the most.
2: Yeah, you just did a fabulous episode of Castle Freak on the best little whorehouse in mm -hmm. Philly. Go check that out, please. It's a great episode.
0: Yeah. Are you are you afraid that if you put yourself out there more the mystique will wash away and people will find out that you're just a trash human being?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to be like a little mysterious, you know. Okay. What's what's Cron the only thing we know about him is he's got this huge dong. Well, don't you want to be known to have a huge heart as well?
0: Mm mm. Aw. What good is a huge dong if you don't have a heart powerful enough to fill right. that bad boy up?
2: With great responsibility comes yeah. great power.
0: A bouncy house is nothing without that industrial fan in the back of it.
1: That's true. It's just a flat net for children at that point. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That might not have been a great metaphor for dongs. <laughs> All right, Wendy's got an idea.
1: (laughs) She's going to use the work database to find men who have lines of credit open for women that aren't their wives. Then she's going to sell that information to the wives and offer them the chance to murder their husbands to collect the insurance. I'm with you till the end part. (laughs) The insurance part? Is there
2: really this much going on of this? Like, if I was to ever commit adultery, like, why would I open up a line of credit for the chick that you're screwing? Or dude, whichever. Who cares? No judgments here. Like, that just seems crazy.
0: Uh, you might be buying their secrecy. You might be buying their... um whatever it is that they do that your loving wife maybe doesn't want to do um, sounds
2: like some experience here
0: um, i love my wife uh, i don't i don't do that i don't i don't have enough money to uh, <laughs> set up Not a credit card for, for somebody else that's true
2: but um, i don't have time to cheat on you and who the yeah. fuck would want both, two of this.
0: Like. And now I just signed up to spend, uh, well, I don't know, 40 hours a week flattening pennies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'll, we got to go to Hawaii
2: yeah. or Mexico in July?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to happen. By the way, you uh, you got to smash the penny first and then write the name on it or
0: else Five Day Rentals is going to get all stretched out. <laughs> yeah, it'll add some charm. <laughs> I'll try it a few ways. We'll see.
1: I mean, a Sharpie is strong,
2: but I think a... You signed yourself up. You do it the correct way, obviously. You know what's going on. I think the wheel on a
1: train is stronger. I think it'll just take the Sharpie off. you will just end up with a blank penny. I will have some messages
2: tomorrow morning on who we contact to get a smash penny machine. You laugh, but there's some guy out there that's like, smash pennies. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I made a million dollars. I'm a millionaire because I'm
0: sure you could. And I think even the joke of if you went and you found one and it fucking put a a blimp on it, a Goodyear blimp, right? And then you just wrote 5DR on it, that would be funny. Mm -hmm. So just do do
2: that. You guys, you want me to let you in on something here? There is a certain person who was on the 90s crossover draft that collects smashed pennies.
0: Oh, okay. So that was a little inside.
2: He knows what I'm talking about.
0: Okay. Oh, I think he's going to be in a new Brian De Palma. Yeah.
1: Maybe we can buy his uh, triplicate so we can (laughs) write our logo on it and sell Okay.
2: I'll get the lowdown. He'll be up next week.
1: All right. She convinces Mike to join in on this. Uh, And if he does, we can go back to Wendy's place. (laughs) So (laughs) Mike is all like, yeah, let's sell murder. I'm in. Next morning, uh, Bridget asks Mike to tell her about his wife. Mike's like, how do you know about that? She's like, I didn't, you fucking idiot. (laughs) You just told me. Mike tells her the story about Trish, his wife. Um, He met her in Buffalo. He regrets it. And until recently, he won it out of Beston. Until recently, because of Bridget. Uh, They're also in the shower during this scene. (laughs) Mike's taking a shower and Bridget just barges in.
0: Yeah, th- that's the one. This is the part where he's talking about like you. You prove it. You prove that I'm bigger than this town. Like he's he's going through some just ego leave. crisis wow. here. Yeah.
2: I mean, what business are they work? Is it a bank? It's not a bank, is it? It's,
0: well, it's like
2: ins- a, ins- insurance, right? Insurance. She's, yeah.
0: She's. I mean, and we haven't really talked about. Um, Linda Fiorentino. I always want to say Florentino, but I don't think that's right. I think it's Fiorentino. Yeah. She's really fucking good in this movie. And Mm -hmm. she's like particularly good in this scene where it's like, is she, because we know she's working him, but how many layers she can kind of put on, particularly in a lot of these, you know, one-on-ones with him. She's... There's something about her. Like, the, the casting of her is excellent as far as, like, the magnetism, you know? You sort of believe that she could convince this guy to do anything.
2: That's why I don't think it's her first rodeo.
0: hmm But yeah, the title of the movie means that this is her last one. So that implies that it's not her first. So you're right. Okay.
1: All right, Bridget goes into work the next day. Uh, we see how this is a pretty racist small it's like town.
0: The heaviest nod Kron's ever given me. I wanted. I was sort of enjoying that. Yeah.
1: Uh, the secretary stops her, and she's like, "Hey, there was a black guy to I see you." Really, you know, there was a black guy here to see you. Wendy says, "Okay, what did he want?" And the lady. Yeah, goes, his name's.
2: Fucking Bill Nunn, and he's fucking badass. (laughs) Oh, shit, the actor Bill Nunn? Yeah, oh, fuck. From Spider-Man? And multiple other movies Yep. that I'm surprised we haven't covered.
0: He's great as the... uh, Did you guys ever watch Sirens? Short-lived sitcom. I think it was on USA. Dennis Leary Mm -hmm. produced it.
2: Is that the cop version of uh, the fire? Uh,
0: No, it was EMT paramedic specific. Like they were. So.
2: It came after the firefighter one? After Rescue Me, yeah. Uh, When he
0: was trying to build that whole uh, Dennis Leary EMS. Empire. (laughs) Universe, yeah. But he plays like the old timer paramedic that's just like sitting around in a recliner reading like fly fishing books and shit all the time. And he's fucking great. I would highly recommend that show.
2: Bill a great actor.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Wendy says, "What did this guy want?" Secretary says, "I don't know, but he was black." <laughs> yes. And Wendy just kind of leaves, and then it's this,
0: so fucked up, but it is so fucking funny. This guy
1: who's just like up by the secretary's station, he looks over and he goes, "Did you tell her about the black guy?" It is, I don't know whether to be offended or if it's just like, it's almost so heightened that it's hard to read it as anything but comedy at that point,
0: you know? Yeah, but it's absolutely 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. Like, that's exactly what I feel like this. the people in this town would be like in this situation, you know?
1: Uh, Wendy and Mike are back together. She says she tried uh, that thing again, you know, selling murder to people. <laughs> ah, I thought you were going to say anal. No, and Mike literally is kind of like, hey, listen, if you want to sell murder, that's fine, but I don't want any part of it. It's like, I don't know, dude. That's kind of a that's a pretty big jump to be fine with your your girlfriend who arranges hits.
0: Yeah, it's quite the jump. It's not like she's like, oh, I'm a heroin addict. And he's like, that's fine. I'm never going to do it with you. Or, you know, it's, there's eight other things that you could maybe admit to before she's, murder.
2: She's committed to the con, bro. It.
0: She's
1: She's working him. Wendy gives some backstory about a poor lady who's home alone. Her husband cheats on her. The only thing that he does exclusively to her is hit her. Wendy wants Mike to go to New York City. She'll look for an apartment while he kills this guy. (laughs) That's her plan. (laughs) Mike's like, I don't know. I'm leaving. I'm going to go play hockey. (laughs) So he walks out. Wendy gets in her car, but she's quickly joined by the P.I., so he just kind of hops into the passenger seat as soon as she gets in. Um, She's going to drive him back to her place so that she can recover the money. As she's driving, she's kind of like, is it true what they say about black guys? After some convincing, this P.I. decides to pull his dick out. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> He's kind of got it out. Uh, and Wendy notices that, like, there's only, a, there's a little sign, like, on the front panel that just says "driver side airbag on. Mm-hmm.
0: So she's like, all right. I'm yeah, just this gonna... car is equipped with a driver's side airbag. Yeah. yeah.
1: So she just, she decides to just gun it. She flies, you know, just drives right into a light pole. And then you get a great shot of what is clearly a ragdoll just like yeah. flying through a windshield.
0: It, it almost looks like it doesn't go as far as they intended because mm-hmm. it almost, it's like its feet catch on the hood and it kind of collapses. But it still looks great.
2: Bill Nunn is a larger man. Yeah. There's no way that he's going through the
0: window of this jeep. Nah.
2: Don't believe
0: it. You know that's a cheap ass fucking windshield on that cheap. And they don't make 94. them like they used to. Yeah. Pieces of shit.
2: <laughs> don't make dirt like they used to.
0: They uh he man he fucking looks great. When they do cut to him laying there with all the fucking glass in his face and shit, he's really selling the. I just went through a fucking windshield with my pants down. <laughs> we cut over
1: to Bridget. She's laid up in a hospital bed. Uh, There's a cop talking to her. He's kind of like, hey, we noticed this guy, you know, didn't have his pants all the way on. (laughs) She's like, yeah, he was, you know, he's threatening me, this and that. So the cop believes, I guess he's cool with this story. Uh, Dumbass Mike shows up at the hospital. He couldn't be more sorry that he left. When he's just like, come on.
0: I do like... Uh, During the, like, little questioning scene, she's like, uh, he kept saying, motherfucker this and motherfucker that. (laughs) Like, that was a great fucking sell. Like, trying to make her seem all the more um, high class or something, you know? As though she's not the fucking biggest bitch this fucking Bestin's ever seen, you know? Motherfucker this and motherfucker that. Uh, But Mike's real sorry that he
1: left. Wendy's like, let's just go to New York and kill this guy already. It's sexy as hell.
0: (laughs) I love he, he like tucked in his shirt and put on a blazer and shit. Mm -hmm. Like he was. I just showed up in my Hanes t-shirt. No flowers.
1: Well, which one do you do? If you show up, you know, disheveled, it looks like you rushed over. Like you dropped everything.
0: That You got to do that. You got to do the pursuit of happiness. Come with paint on your clothes and shit.
2: Cron, that's a Will Smith movie. Yeah, I know. Okay. It's
0: my
1: favorite one after Meet Joe Black. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did you? I sent you Meet
1: Joe Black. Have you ever watched it? No, dude. It's like three hours. I don't know if you know, but.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, you could watch Batman instead.
1: A long movie. I could watch two normal
0: movies in the amount of time that take to get through that one. This had a decent runtime, like one hundred and fifty or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's close to two.
0: Wendy calls up Clay. He's got a replacement PI parked outside. <laughs> like a doofus, mm-hmm. dingus. Huh?
1: Sorry? She off- she offers to send uh, tin clay over to Clay. 10k to clay to buy a week's worth of time so he's kind of like you know i gotta pay off these loan sharks like it's not working out she's like all right well i'll give you 10k that'll you know get us a week down the road uh she's willing to come back to new york and finalize the divorce we cut over to wendy she's heating up some cookies that she bought at the local supermarket Uh, And she's making a little Paul Kersey booby trap to (laughs) use as well. (laughs) Putting some nails into a a piece of wood. She takes the cookies out to the new PI and she kind of acts like she drops one. Places the nail strip right behind his back tire. uh, And this guy just chows down. I think he ate the one that fell on the
0: ground, guys.
1: (laughs) Five second rule. Come on.
0: Would you eat these fucking cookies? Yeah. Fuck no.
1: I'd have like a fourth of one and wait no. an hour. see, so <laughs> Make sure I don't die or something.
0: No way. No way. They fucking hold on him eating three quarters of a cookie too. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting shot. And he's like all sweaty and shit from sitting in the car all day. It did look hot. Like She looks hot walking out there with that fucking crisp white blouse that she's got and... She's an attractive lady. Very, very hot. Incredible actress. Good performance. Very hot. Very hot. Trying to make sure I'm not coming off shitty.
2: It's a shame we don't have more of her.
0: I mean, is she better than Dogma? Does she ever get better than in Dogma?
2: I mean, that's really all
1: she does, and that's it.
0: Yeah. Everybody's like,
1: where's she at? Yeah, I wonder what happened with her. I um, hear that all the time. <laughs> where's Linda Fiorentino?
0: <laughs> her last movie, 2009.
1: Well, we need a vote and shit, but
2: where's Florentino? At? Once
0: more with a feeling. With Chaz Terry. Bono?
1: Hmm?
0: <laughs> yeah, Dogma was her fifth to last movie. Shit. Oh, she does Jade a little bit after this. Next year. Oh, yeah.
1: Stay tuned, listener. It's got to be. It'll be on here eventually. Yeah. Might be next. Wendy gets into a cab. The PI starts to follow her, but of course he promptly blows out his back tire.
0: How the fuck did I forget that she's in Vision Quest? (laughs) Holy shit.
1: Wendy makes it over to Buffalo. She looks up Trish and pays her a visit. Uh, We kind of see her, you know, leave Trish's place. She gets in the cab. She's kind of, you know, she looks flustered uh, and then just tells the cabbie, all right, drive me back. Wendy gets back to Beston, heads over to Ray's bar. Mike's buddy Chris says that, hey, that Wendy lady came by looking for you. She wanted some info. Uh, and he adds that she offered to suck me off, (laughs) infuriates Mike. He starts beating the hell out of this guy. Mike drunkenly calls Wendy. Uh, he gets her answering machine. This guy's down bad. He's like, I love you. I just needed to hear your voice on this machine. Uh, and he says like, Hey, I'm willing to do the thing in New York. If you just admit that you love me too. Hangs up the phone and he's like, shit, can't let her hear that. Uh, But, guys, she's been listening the whole time. She's already back.
0: What? What? She never
1: left. Well, she went to Buffalo, but he thinks she's
0: out on like a longer trip. That's right. She didn't go. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So, Mikey. Go ahead.
1: Drunkenly Sorry. drives over to Wendy's house. He.
0: Not cool. <laughs> <loser>. Not <laughs> cool. Idiot.
1: Lets himself in and he tries to erase the machine, but he finds a little notepad right by the bedside table or on the bedside table. And Wendy scribbled a bunch of hearts in Mike's name.
0: This would creep me the fuck out, dude. I'm oh, out. Does I'm, not creep him I'm, out. I'm, I'm out. This is all Mike needed though.
2: <laughs> the motherfucking sign from the Lord.
0: When I was in high school I was dating this girl and uh she drew on my windshield and my like car windows like with uh lipstick and like kissed it just to be like cute but I was like this is this is not cool. This is my fucking car.
2: Go what? Keep... Yeah. Windex. I was like
0: pitch. that doesn't yeah. I had to get a fucking uh Bl- like a razor blade and wash it, like, and scrape it. She had full lips, too.
2: <laughs> she has some thick,
0: thick yeah. two Cs. Yeah, I fucked that up. That one. You remember, uh I guess,
1: like, the, I don't know, the cheerleaders used to have them, but those big, like, markers Oops. that they would use oh, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to write on people's cars? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but me and someone else got, like, two or three of those, and we would just go outside of school and play tic-tac-toe on people's windows.
0: That's funny as hell. It was awesome. Fucking
2: anarchist.
0: The only time I ever bought that was, like, when I was selling a car. I used that to, like, because I think that's what they're intended for, is, like, dealerships and shit to right on glass.
2: Is that the Sunfire?
0: Uh it was a Sunbird. All right. <laughs> sunbird. I, I wasn't a 14-year-old <laughs> cheerleader. I wasn't driving a, a Sunfire. It was It was a Sunbird, buddy. Four door.
2: Second-sweet car, dude.
0: No. It's a piece of shit, but it's exactly <laughs> the type of car that a person in high school should have because it makes you appreciate quality you vehicle. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, remember, I'm, sure, I'm sure Danny Duck would have a blast telling all the stories that of me flipping out over that fucking car. He
2: can't talk with that goddamn CXR.
1: You remember earlier when Dan was like, every college kid should have a Bentley
0: in a penthouse? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh,
1: I just
2: don't think they should sleep in bunk beds.
0: Dan, you had that little um, champagne... Chevy pickup, right? S ten. Oh, that thing was awesome. Right? Yeah, but I mean, that was a, it was a it's quality, well maintained car.
2: Nineteen ninety nine Chevy uh, S ten should have yeah. never got rid of it.
0: I had a ninety four Pontiac Sunbird that my dad bought for like five hundred dollars because he was going to Iraq and he was like, "You need a car? Fuck it." I was like, "What? We're gonna fix up the Beretta that's in the garage?" So then I had to sell the Beretta.
2: My dad had a Beretta.
0: Hell yeah. Badass.
2: Cron, you had a Pontiac... Was it a Grand Am?
1: I had a 93 Pontiac Grand Prix, dude. Pre. Was it blue? Blue. Hell yeah. Yeah. That car was awesome, but the front of it was like so long, dude. You felt like you were... Like a Lincoln Cadillac, baby. Yeah. (laughs)
0: See, I'm used to that. I can handle having something real long out in front of me. So, obviously, you... I meant to say
2: Lincoln Continental. <laughs> I said Cadillac.
1: Oh Felt like I was driving a, you know. is that a dick joke? Rolls Royce. You got three-fourths the car in front of you. Mm-hmm. That was not a Rolls Royce. Yeah, it was, dude. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I could it out. a Rolls, dude. Grand Prix. <laughs>
0: I ain't got no fucking gray poupon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just fucking drag them. Let's race. All yeah, right. <laughs> hey, if that's one thing we all have in common, we did not have cool cars in high school. No. I like and you the <laughs> Pre. You shouldn't.
2: I like the S10. Like I said I just never got rid of
0: it. I couldn't fucking wait to get rid of that sunburn. Yeah, I mean, you hit the- two snowflakes and you would. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: just- the ditch
0: it weighed 10 pounds and it was rear wheel drive like you can't it shit doesn't work
1: (laughs) that's dude the truck i have now like it's a small truck rear wheel like if the road is rainy and i'm trying to go up a hill it's real easy to spin
0: those wheels dude the f-150 now i mean it's a it's a v8 so it's it's got power, but I can't tell you how many times where I'm like, yeah, I need to fucking slow down because it's the same fucking thing, unless I put it in four, but going from front wheel drive to that, it makes a world of fucking difference.
2: Tacoma goes or Tacoma
1: goes. Nothing stops. him. All right, we cut over to Mike. He's all jazzed up and shit. He's shaving his face the next morning all because he found oh, a man. note with a heart
0: in his name. He's fucking, he floating on air, man.
1: It might as well should have said, Marky Mark. He goes over to see Wendy. Hey, you didn't. He's a
0: good director. He is a good director. He just the stuff that he likes to direct is he's made like six
1: based on true story.
2: Isn't bad. I kind of got sucked into that one.
1: Well, I think he's a good uh, hamburger guy. (laughs) How about that? (laughs)
0: Oh sh- I never put it together Mark Wahlberg Peter Berg Match made in heaven baby God damn You ever see the rundown? He directed the rundown Dude, That's just like I fucking times. That's a good movie man
1: <laughs> We
0: figured you'll bring it to the show I'm waiting We're trying in season two We're
1: trying to get you to pick it Dan <laughs> Yeah
0: that's that doesn't work is. anymore I'm picking Tombstone Whatever the next category is Regardless I'm making it work Ooh.
2: I think I'm picking Tombstone next. Oh shit!
0: I hope.
1: I don't All right, plot well, that fucking thing. Wendy didn't go to New York. She went to Miami instead. Mike's, <sighs> Mike's like, "What did you do? You went down there and you you killed one of those
0: cheating husbands." <laughs> I was supposed to do that,
2: which I wish we would have got.
0: No, no, she don't just, need it. She's it. You don't it. need it. I think it'd be cool though to see. She doesn't need to do it.
1: Yeah. She just wants Mike to do this one job. <laughs> That's it. She doesn't give a shit about these other people. Yeah, but it would have been cool. Uh, she shows Mike a briefcase full of money, and she's fucking like- Fucking murder
0: in Miami's fucking cool.
2: Yeah, dude. Is he Dexter?
1: Does that take place in Miami?
0: Yeah, it's a good show, though. She's like,
1: hey, here's what I got cool. for, for doing that murder. Mike's like, hey, I know. I know you love me. I found this. (laughs) Pulls that piece of paper out of his wallet. Shows it to her. When he gets all mad, she slaps him. Uh, She kicks him out even. Smells like your
2: perfume. Did you guys ever get a note from a chick that had her perfume on it?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was a please leave me alone. -hmm. Note. I was gonna say I made it worse. I got
1: one that was uh,
0: obviously soaked in tears, but (laughs) it was a restraining order. Yeah, (laughs) the county clerks put her fucking perfume on it. Made no sense.
1: There were some of mine, some of hers. Who could tell at the end of the day? Well,
2: well, that's Jeff's old spice. I just use it because it smells good.
1: Next day, Mike goes into her office. He's trying to accept this. He's trying to love Wendy, despite her murderous ways. She's like, well, I think it'd be a lot easier if we were on equal footing. You got to do what I did. She tosses him a file. This guy, Cahill, wife's willing to pay us three mil for the job. Mike wisely says, I don't know if I want to be with you enough to be like you. Smart thing to say, Mike. He leaves. Uh, Bridget writes out a fake message from Trish. Uh, Mike finds that in his mail, and it basically says, like, hey, I've gotten a a job at Interstate and will be moving to Beston. So we learn that Trish might be back in the picture. (sighs) Mike visits Wendy. He says, you know what? I'm in. Can't stay investing anymore. (laughs) I'll kill this guy, but that's it. After it's done, it's just you and me living it up in New York. Uh, Wendy calls the cops on the new PI again. I mean, this guy can't catch a break. (laughs) He's a bad PI, but... uh, she just calls the cops and she, I think she says, uh, this guy who's parked it's outside. Better her ass. Well, yeah. She says, he tried to show my four-year-old daughter his diddly. <laughs> that is like the exact line.
0: She's so good at picking like the right language, like to use with, with the cops in Beston.
2: hmm I right, mean, it's 94. We still believed women.
0: <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're I'm, so fucked. This this is the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the last this, episode, dude. Every ten every ten minutes of this episode could be taken out of context.
1: I pick out a good editor. I picked this movie because this is like uh, this is my fake note from Trish. This gets <laughs> some action going. <laughs> <laughs> They'll self implode. <laughs> On the way to New York, Wendy has Mike run through his plan. He's going to take a cab over to Cahill's place. He's got a gun, a knife, a flashlight, and a handkerchief. He's going to get Cahill to cuff himself to a chair. And Allergies that, are bad in case he get the sneezes. <laughs> and then Mike is supposed to stab him until he's dead. The last thing that he has to do is turn off the lights, which is a signal to Wendy that the job's done. Well, if it was a. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, Mike arrives outside, he finds Cahill written on, uh, the little, you know, that classic New York thing where like outside the building is everyone's names in like a, call, like a call box. Yeah. Yeah. So he finds C- Cahill on there and then we see Mike go up and enter Clay's apartment. We cut over, we kind of see Clay, he's cuffing himself. Uh, Clay asks, now what? Mike says, I'm going to gag you. Uh, and then...
0: Clay, what is he, my dentist?
1: Yeah. Clay is like, well, you know, I'm cooperating with you. I'm telling you everything you want to know. How am I even going to be able to tell you where all the valuable shit is if you if I can't talk?
2: I really like uh, Pullman's, like, the way he's acting whenever he comes in there.
0: He yeah, he also adds he also adds like a little New York uh sting to his voice a little bit in this sequence. So, you kind of miss him. You do get the phone call with him a little bit before this, but he's mm-hmm. he's been out of the picture for a while, so it's nice to have him pop back in.
1: So, Mike's got everything all in position. Uh Clay is tied up. He's got a gag in Mike's basically just like holding the knife up, then he tosses it and he says, I can't do it, Wendy. Instantly, Clay is like, Wendy, (laughs) still got a handkerchief in his mouth. Uh, He kind of gets up and like hops over to the photo and he knocks it over so Mike can see like, hey, here's a picture of Wendy in my apartment, dude, like you're getting scammed here.
0: It's like how your cat tells you it's hungry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mike says, talk fast. Clay says, she's my wife. Her name is Bridget. I'm guessing you know her as Wendy. She stole a fortune off of me, uh, and she made me steal it in the first place. Clay's put it all together. She's going to get you to kill me, and then she's going to pin the murder on you. He says, what's your signal? Mike's like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm just going to call her. He's like, no, she's in New York, not best in you, dipshit. Like, what's the, what are you supposed to do? And then we see the lights turn off in the apartment. Bridget enters. Clay and Mike confront her. Uh, Bridget kisses Clay and then sprays an entire bottle of mace into his throat. Fuck. Brutal. She kills him. Shh. <laughs> you think that would kill someone? I guess if it, it gets could. into your lungs and you can't breathe?
0: yeah, if I mean if it fucking made your throat so inflamed that it closed up too mm-hmm it seems
1: like a terrible way to
0: die, <laughs> yeah, and it's a totally legal thing that people can buy mm-hmm
2: at your local Walgreens.
0: I like CVS. You get that nice long receipt.
2: I get a prescription discount through them with my insurance.
0: Yeah, we're old now. We we get prescriptions. It's a
1: good thing we had all that uh, receipt talk and prescriptions because this next part of the movie is a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So at this point, Bridget tells Mike, yeah, Justron's writing this down. <laughs> Just go with this. Uh, she says, it's a, it's a role play thing. You're going to be the intruder. You broke in. You killed my husband and you raped me. Mike's like, you are a sick person. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to call the cops. Uh, Bridget at this point, she's like, well, you know, Trish wasn't going to actually move to Beston. And he's like, what are you talking about? And then she's like, "You shouldn't have let me know your secret, Mike." She tells him, "I went and visited Trish, and Trish is a transsexual person." So, it's a main- whoa, what? <laughs> hey, hey, it is a surprise. <laughs> I mean, stop the pod, dude.
0: Whoa. I'm hesitant to like play into that joke cuz it's where's, like so where's your daughter even at? Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, it, I mean, shit, this is what 94. Mhm. So, I mean, it, they're, they're still already a, playing the race card like fucking thing. crazy. This is yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's that weird like like the, the the thing at the office where you like you said cron like where it's so heightened. Where even we are like, this is fucked up, but they play it for laugh, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, like, this is, they play this like, this is the worst fucking thing that a yeah. man could ever fucking do. Like, the shame that he's already feeling, and then she puts on him, mm-hmm. you know? Viewers at this time were probably like, oh, yeah. Holy he's shit. so gross now, you know? It's... That twist through a twenty twenty two lens it's it's fucked up,
1: yeah, looking back on it, I mean, it is like it, it's a crazy thing to have at the end of the movie, um, and almost uh, we'll get into it, but it's like I don't even know if this entire backstory was even necessary for the film, like you you know a, a typical kind of like noir film fatale thing is just kind of like I got this guy on the on the string, like he'll do whatever I say. Yeah. Like you could easily tell this story with not like you don't even need this element, you know what I mean? Nah. But I feel like they you could they say just went to Buffalo. Yeah, like they just wanted to have one more twist, I guess, and this is what they went with. But yeah, it's definitely like you watch this in 2022, and it's like, oh man, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I was kind of into this movie, and now we're. Way out into some territory, so. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, if
0: you're looking at it through the lens of it's, like, the most shameful thing that a person could do, it helps at least with the logic of this is how she's able to, like, ultimately string him along. mm -hmm. Like, he's he does everything he can to... Press her at every step of the way of like i don't want to do this i love you but i don't want to do this i don't want to do this i don't want to do this so even at this point when clay convinces him like oh you know and he's like going to get out of it you still need like one nuclear thing to drop on him so from a logic perspective i get it the bummer being that it's this scenario mm-hmm. you know
2: ah uh, manipulation.
1: Yeah, so uh, Wendy is like, hey, I know that Trish is a man. Um, That's kind of what she implies. Well, she just says it. Uh, She adds, you know, uh, let's see.
0: Yeah, she drops the F-bomb too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She
1: definitely uses a lot of unsavory language in here. Um, I think she also says like, you shouldn't have ever told me you never slept with a man, which is like, From the beginning when she meets him in the bar. Yeah. All right. This ending, it goes from, you know, this is pretty terrible and we're moving from bad to worse. Bridget is basically like telling Mike to rape her. Uh, She calls 911. The phone is like laying on the desk. Um, So Mike just starts doing that. (laughs) Um, He gives in. Yeah, yeah, and she's like screaming, you know, I don't want this. You killed my husband. Uh, all pretty, you know. I don't know how you're gonna win this court case, man. It's pretty. Uh, this is yeah. a lot of evidence stacking up what? in a short he amount of time. They're
2: role playing, so
1: I guess I don't. It's hard to tell like what his mental state is at this point. You know,
0: I got the sense that he's like he's just amped and aggressive. Yeah, like she's just wired him. Yeah, and he's. I, I didn't take it as a role play thing as much as just like... Yeah, like pure anger. <laughs> yeah. He has nothing to kind of use against her anymore other than this.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So once that's all over, uh, thankfully, <laughs> this set of scenes ends. Yeah. We cut to Mike in prison. He's talking to his lawyer. Uh, and this guy is just like, dude, it looks pretty bad. Like... <laughs> There's a lot of shit against you. Um, the lawyer kind of ends by saying, like, just give me something, man. He's like, I believe you, but you got to have a hard piece of evidence, right? Like, we can't go in there with nothing. Um, Mike is kind of like, well, there might actually be one thing. We cut over to Bridget. She's getting into a limo. Uh, she unrolls a little piece of paper from that call box that says Cahill. She lights it on fire. And then that uh, zippy little jazz song starts up again. (laughs)
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Guys, that's the end of The Last Seduction. (sighs) 1994, directed by John Dahl. Thank you, Gron. Would like to reiterate, I watched the first 30 minutes of this movie before picking it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think we'll... Maybe in the show notes, we'll put a little trigger warning, you know, sort of heads up that there's some fucked up uses of uh, rape, race, and homophobia in this, you Mm -hmm.
1: know? Hits the big three. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I I don't know if we uh, managed it.
1: We'll see. Well, and we are kind of getting into final thoughts, but uh, I mean, to me, it is like, I don't think you need a lot of that stuff. Like yeah. it, the movie does have good writing. Um, I think the directing is like fine, you know, but we, we were kind of talking about how good Lyndon Linda Fiorentino is, but yeah, like this had all the elements to be, you know, uh, just a good movie. So yeah, it's kind of a bummer that you do get to those last. I mean, it's honestly probably like the last 10 minutes and it's just like, movie takes a you know big old shit on the screen and yeah just walks away
0: so Danny got insight
2: Ah, oh, gentlemen uh pawn for the research the last seduction 1994 directed by John Dahl uh, released October 26 1994 a budget of an estimated 2.5 million. It brought in a box office of five point eight million. Um our good critics here, Roger Ebert. This was it's number it was either number four or number five on um his, <laughs> on his one, his top uh ten of 90, 1994. Wow. So he really enjoyed uh Enjoyed the last seduction there. Um, like I said, our lead character there did do a fabulous job in this movie, and um, it actually premiered. I don't know. I don't. I think it was on HBO before they did a theatrical
1: release of the movie. Oh, they were doing that shit back in '94 too. <laughs> so,
2: they got the studio got pissed off because once the reviews came in so positive for the movie that they wanted her to be nominated for an Oscar. So the studio actually sued the Oscars to see if they could get her in for a best actress, but uh, they didn't win on it since it produced or was on TV before hand there.
0: But it, it has to be in tandem, right? It has to be a theatrical. It can't.
1: Yeah, but don't they? TV at first. They nominate like Netflix shit now.
0: But the Netflix, it has has, like the same day it's on Netflix. It has to be. Like that same week that it's in a theater. Like I think Netflix literally just bought a theater in LA Mm -hmm. not too long ago for that particular reason.
2: Yeah, there's a certain time. It has to be like right as it's released. And a lot of them do it like a week before and then they'll put it on to a streaming service. Um, what is it? Florentino was offered uh, to do body doubles, but well, she says, no, I'm going to do it myself. Uh, Peter Berg was very nervous about the chain link fence scene. And she just kind of was like, fuck it. Let's do it. Like get it over with uh, director. Come on. John loser. Dahl. <laughs> You just, to just stay got to stand in there. Uh, he kind of considered it more of a dark comedy, more than a, a noir. Uh, J.T. Walsh only worked for one day. Uh, there's an alternative ending with uh, him appearing as Frank Griffith. Uh, but ultimately, director decided that, that was too much of a coincidence to have him. And uh, they just did him as a defense attorney in the end. And there is, I guess there was, oh, he was,
1: he was going to be like the prosecutor at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. That's all right. Uh, That's not bad. I guess the earlier drafts
2: was all from his point of view as well. So he was supposed to have a bigger part in the movie.
1: Well, that sounds like a boring movie. You just (laughs) see it from a guy who gets called periodically.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I might have been a totally different character. Uh, Included among the 1,001 movies you must see before you die. And that's about it. Uh, She smokes camel uh, filter reds, if anybody's interested. But yeah, that's about
1: it. They have reds? I thought they had like uh, camel crushes. Those were just regulars. I thought Marlboro was the red. I'm sure. Who knows? Go to your gas station, Dan, and say pack of Reds. And what about red apples? See what they
0: give you. They're gonna give you fucking Winston's or Marlboro Reds. Oh, Winston! Yeah. Dan loves a Winston. Hmm.
2: So you Cigarette stand by me, fuck. He smoked a no, modern He smoked one ninth of nine cigarettes. I smoked a whole carton last time,
0: guys. Ah, uh, the do internet! Don't do that! Don't do that! Don't do it what? Fucks, ah, it fucks with compression.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Shut the fuck up! I'm not editing. Ah, ah,
0: ah! yeah, nobody's this far.
1: Let's. <laughs> he basically uh, backhanded you in the face right there, Bones.
0: What's the letterbox review of this? Three point five oh, letter,
1: letterbox rating.
0: Yeah, that's what I meant. Three point five,
2: huh? Ooh, a three point five at the time of our review, guys. Um, Bones, you want to go first?
0: Yeah, th- I'm gonna give us a little, nice little space so we can put the music cue in right now. Rate right, my box.
2: <laughs>
0: and now we're back, and I'll go first. Uh, Kron, I'm going to give you a three. Dan, I'm going to give you a 2.5.
2: Kron Howard, I'm going to give you a 2.5. Bones, I'm going to give you a 2.5 as well.
1: Yeah, I think I'd give you both a 2.5 on this movie.
0: All right. Well, good job, both of you. I'm certainly a 2.5 on this. I think it's right over the plate. I think it's a, a fairly strong noir um, in style and in direction. I think it's pretty good. It's pacing is just a little bit of a slog for me. And particularly on the second watch of this, I was it was very hard to stay engaged. Um, the performances are great. I think even with the some of the rough stuff like we talked about, uh, I mean, it really is sort of of that time. Uh, noirs, I mean, they really I, I enjoy them. I read a lot of hard case crime that deals with, you know, a lot of these fucked up topics. But a big part of that, too, is like maybe kind of staying engaged with at least um, a character that you like. And I do think that she is. Um, the performance is strong. I just don't think they do a very good job of keeping you with her or being on her side. You're almost always – and that could have been the intent. And Dan, you're saying something about the the dark comedy. I feel like that comes out with Pullman maybe and the P.I. and some of that stuff. Um, but I, I don't really have anything negative to say about it or really – too positive. So that's kind of where I came down right over the plate, 2.5.
2: I'll agree. with Bones here, some strong performances, I think, by everybody. I think we could have used a little bit more of, of Pullman, I think. Kind of miss him there at the end. Um, yeah, kind of your typical femme fatale Noir. She doesn't really change from the time we see her till the time it ends. She's very straightforward. She doesn't really have a a big change in there. She's pretty much like, I'm gonna I'm a motherfucking con artist all the way through. So um I thought Berg did pretty good too as well. But uh yeah, kinda there at the end, it kind of just kinda just throws it at you real quick. And, yeah, you guys got me. I'm a 2.5 as well.
1: All right, dudes. I think we're all uh, pretty close here. I think, ultimately, um, I think I would be a 3 on this movie. Like, I I don't know. I do think she's an interesting femme fatale because um, you do see her be – smart you know she puts together a plan um you do see how she's able to like easily manipulate a lot of different people in a lot of different scenarios um so i think she's good from that person like she's an interesting character from that perspective like you see as the movie goes on like how her mind works how she's putting this all into place um and there's, like, I really do think there's a lot of talent here. Like, it's a pretty, you know, the script has a lot of highlights. There's good acting. I think the directing is fine. Um, I don't know, man. It's just the movie leaves you with such, like, a bad taste in your mouth that it's, like, I really struggled between 2.5 and 3 on this. Um, I don't know. It just, like, it is such a bummer at the end that it's, like, there was such a missed opportunity. That's really, that was my biggest takeaway of just, like, Oh man, this thing could have been like easily a 3.5 or a 4 and if they had just changed, you know, a few different things along the way, if they had maybe kept a little bit more of the lighthearted stuff you get at the beginning. Um I don't know, it could have been like such a good movie and it it just shoots itself in the foot at like the, you know, the you want the movie to end well, like it's the big climax to the film. Uh, and it's just such a like sour downer like shitty note to end on but I don't know at the end of the day I think the movie is you know worth watching if you're okay and maybe going in knowing what you're gonna get at the end of it like if you just know that stuff going in I think you can at least appreciate the beginning of the movie but yeah I don't you know, how else can you say it? The end of this movie sucks. So, there.
0: It's definitely a swing. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, like, it, 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 the genre definitely needs some sort of, you need a twist at the end. You need it, the, you need that punch. Mm-hmm. But, and I wonder if this is something that, you know, listeners going, like, you missed the fucking point of it. But I would just point to, like, the music. The music immediately fucks you up from the beginning of it. You know, it's not like a a sad horn or, you know, sad, jazzy, you know, nightclub. It's like this peppy, I think I said Woody Allen, like it's just it. And then when it ends on that, what was my takeaway supposed to be? Am I supposed to leave this movie like, ah, what a downer, what a Mm. great twist? Or am I supposed to root for her? Like yeah, she, she put Peter Burton. Yeah, I I was so conflicted too. I was like, I, I could swing a two here or a three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'll just I'll just try to keep it over.
1: I mean, I do think there are a lot like better noirs. Uh, I think there are a lot more like I I do get that you know, at this point in the nineties, they probably were like, well, we got to have an extra thing at the end. Like everybody's, everybody knows what to expect from this kind of movie now. Um, but I don't know. I think you can look at old noirs or, you know, neo-noirs from around this time. I think you can find a lot that are better. I mean, uh, I think Dan said this appeared on like a thousand and one movies to see before you die, but I don't know. Write this one down as 1002 or something. I mean, you can find, you know, there's better stuff in this genre for sure, so.
0: Hell yeah. Well, that is the end of my category, the Paxton Pullman Paradox. And at the end of every category, we got to play Fuck, Mary Kill. Dan, I'm going to kick it over to you, buddy.
2: All right, gentlemen, for this one, we covered Brain Dead. we covered The Vagrant, and we covered The Last Seduction. I am going to fuck The Last Seduction, because this is steamy, baby. I'm gonna marry The Vagrant, because I want to live in that world. I might kill Brain Dead, even though I really liked it, though. But, yeah, I think that's where I'm going.
0: Crony.
1: Yep. Give me one. I was going to update our (laughs) pivot table because
0: I forgot to do that. And I got to remember to give you rate my letterbox scores. I think we've, (laughs) I forget half the time now.
1: And people got to know. All right. I can't get that to update right now. Um,
0: It's going to be like a two seven something, right?
1: Yeah. I think it's like
0: a, let's see. 2.5, 2.53, 2.5, 2.53. Yeah.
1: Ending maybe. score for us is a 2.67. Uh, this should end up somewhere around 42 on the big list. Just All looking right. at the numbers real quick. So We're there you go. The
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: um, I'm going to marry Braindead. Uh, I really do think that is like a super underrated movie. Um, yeah. I love that movie. Like, I thought it was so cool when we watched it. Um, and I think more people should see it. I don't feel like it's getting enough, you know, conversation out there. Um, I would fuck The Last Seduction because I hated the ending of it. (laughs) But there's a movie that I hated all the way through. That's The Vagrant, which would be my kill. Uh...
0: I'm I'm definitely marrying Braindead, and then I'm torn. I think I'm going to kill Last Seduction and fuck The Vagrant, because I sort of feel like if I were having to pick between the two which I was going to throw on, I think I would, would throw on The Vagrant over it and at least have a little fun, so...
1: All right, just real quickly, uh, I did update this. Last Seduction would end up at number 44 on the big list, right under House of the Devil at 43, right above The Hunger at 45.
0: Oof. Rough. Does Yeah.
1: Seems like those two should (laughs) flip-flop.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Dan, you you took a quick potty break. I'm going to marry Braindead, fuck the vagrant, and kill the last seduction.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think Kron flipped Vagrant and Last Seduction. Last seduction. Yep. So. Braindead gets a ring on its finger. <laughs> All right. Kron, you got anything else, buddy?
1: Uh No, I do not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whenever we come back, uh Bones will or not I'm sorry, not Bones, Dan will be selecting the next category that we'll cover on this here podcast. So until then, crash and burn. Crash and burn. Cyber Christ
2: lives. We do that one at the end of after showers. Uh, uh, buddies Forever. That's a good oh, is,
0: is there a pattern that I don't know about? I've been fucking. It I in. always I say. So, I, I just
2: learned it. I just I learned it into it. the showers. Are we doing Are, ASMR now? You yeah. guys need to get out there and vote on
0: November eighth. Yeah. Go fucking iceberg in the ballot box. That wasn't a strong one. To end on some. Come in. Somebody else come in here and help. Don't bring your AR to vote. Yeah, don't do that. Self so keepers can go fuck themselves. Vote Cyber Christ. There you go. <laughs>
2: Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Reynolds podcast, to the After Shower Show. Here, um, Cron Howard just walked us through the last reduction from 1994.
0: Needed that shower. Whew. Yeah,
1: that was a that was a steamy one. More, um, more like the last erection, huh? No, I, I'm still hard.
0: Yeah, we oh, need to okay. take the chain link out of the shower. <laughs>
1: I keep getting right? stuck in there because,
0: like, we we still see each other. It, it doesn't do much That's for true. that. And Kron's still trying to touch me. It's.
1: I think you put it in there on purpose. You knew. You knew I'd get trapped.
2: <laughs> you knew his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bones, thank you for the category, the Paxton Pullman paradox.
0: A little weird, weird category. Lesson learned. You picked it. Some- <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: Some weird movies came in yeah. there.
1: Make a normal movies category if you don't want this to happen.
2: <laughs> you should have made a normal the normal Paxton Pullman paradox. I, I, I didn't
0: I wasn't trying to imply that weird was bad.
2: I mean you did but, say paradox. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, good good category. I think we got I think we covered it pretty well. It Nobody weird, should be confused. I, it's
0: now. a I would say it's an odd spectrum of movies.
1: It's some wild,
0: weird
2: stuff. That's what we're here for. And, uh, folks, I'm here to bring you a new one. I I have two categories left.
0: Uh, you, crun- just flip, you just want to flip a coin? I mean, yeah. you
1: flip one of your stretched out pennies.
0: I'll, I'll, fl- I'll flip this. We'll flip this. We'll call this heads. What is that? It's a... Okay. It's a circular device. I don't want to admit what it is. It's a flattened coin. Okay,
2: I mean, I got a coin
0: right here. All right, you fl- you flip the coin. It's a. Um, All sorts of unprofessional banging.
2: It's a South
1: Dakota quarter. Okay. I
0: guess. Okay. <laughs> let me
1: let me see. Why don't you show me heads and tails like this is the fucking. Super Bowl, dude.
2: All right, let me write these down.
1: You got to write down heads and tails. (laughs) Well, for which one's which? All right, those are the two things that could come up. I didn't know which was which. You got to, yeah, you got to flip it on the back of your hand, dude. It's tails, gentlemen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See that? Yeah, sure. All right, no. gentlemen. No, but whatever.
2: <laughs> it's tells. It's good. All right. So, um, like I said, two categories left. Uh, this one is a category that's going to be called invasions, gentlemen. So, this category... I, I had home invasions for this, but I decided to... Uh, change it up a little and just do invasions. So this could be a home invasion. It could be a space invasion. It could be a war invasion. Whatever type of invasion you could come up with. Anything that features an invasion. Uh, Hacking would be a good example. An invasion of somebody's privacy. Whatever. You know. As long as it includes an invasion. I'm picking the vagrant. Well, we'll we'll do it again, Crown. I'll send you the notes so you don't have to plot it. <laughs> but yes, uh the Vagrant would be a great example of an yep. invasion. Um so pretty open there. I mean, whatever you whatever you can think of. Get creative, like I always say, you never do, but um, let's do it. Let's, Ouch. Let's, Let's make this the best category we can make it, okay? Um and now the movie. We are gonna go back to a director that we've already covered. It was one of my picks, the most machoist movie that we've ever covered on the Five Day Reynolds podcast. and that was Mr. Craig R. Bexley, who directed Stone Cold, but we're not doing it again. We are gonna do his movie before that, which is from nineteen ninety Dark Angel, which is the European title. The original title is I come in peace. This is available on Tubi. And it features the lead of Mr. Dolph Lundgren. And uh big happy birthday to him today. It is his birthday. Oh so look at that. I
0: think I What is he seventy four? I didn't even look. I just seen
2: when I looked it up earlier today because I knew
1: that was the choice. I was like, oh, shit, look at that. Dan, I was looking at this movie at one point for like a previous category. I have no idea which one, but I definitely came across Dark Angel in some research. So,
2: Yeah, it was uh, not available for a while. And then all of a sudden, like this summer, it was Tubi and everywhere. So... Glad it is uh available so we can uh go into this one. I did watch it the other night, so any anybody seen this?
1: No <laughs> did did a little no. bit of research, right. but that's as far as I got. I may I maybe watched a trailer. Right on.
2: But yeah, dudes. Um Action sci-fi from the 90s, right up Bones' alley. This sh- oh, should yeah. already be a 3.5 for him. I mean, put it out there right now. Right by
0: letterboxed. I'm going to watch it tonight. Hell yeah,
2: dude.
0: Um, I'm going to shoot some heroin because it's technically, well, it'll be Friday in an hour, so I can have my heroin for the weekend.
2: You just, you're just you a weekend heroin user now?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the end of the heroin bit, guys. I'm just gonna do little, little arcs for each category.
1: Everybody's uh working for the weekend, Dan.
2: <laughs> hey,
1: unless you take the day off,
0: I can use one of your flattened coins to. No, don't melt down my.
2: No, don't deface the coins like that. Come on, those are collector's items. You'd
0: have to bend it. Into <laughs> so what's a,
2: wrong
1: with you? You gotta bend it into a spoon first, I guess, and then yeah
2: but yeah I mean there you go guys pretty pretty straightforward nothing too crazy um, I think you can kind of figure out what my last category is if you really think about it um, so be thinking about that here in the next two months as well
0: all right so to clarify um, would, would a um, a possession count as an invasion?
2: I guess a demon yeah. is invading a person. So Okay. Yeah, like the exorcist, I guess, would count it as an invasion. Any invasion.
0: Okay. Would a, a Death Wish 3 sort of count as an invasion? Just trying to look at... Trying to get an idea here. You know, like they're trying to squeeze I, out all these gang members. I mean,
2: Kersey technically invaded them because they were already there, right?
0: Well, that but is I mean, true. those orig- those original t- I, yes, at, at what point do you are you saying is all right? Like what's the timeline of the invasion? Because all those nice people living in that building were invaded by the gangsters and then Kersey came in and invaded the gangsters. So,
2: so there's two invasions so you would be covered there.
0: Two invasions don't make a right.
2: No, two invasions is good. Okay. We got two good examples there. It's kind of which I would be like that would be an invasion, yes.
1: Yeah. Death Wish 3 is kind of the, the inception of invasion movies if you think about
0: it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> invasion inside of an invasion. But
2: yeah, I mean, Inception would be a invasion movie as well because they are going into another person's dreams. A Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: Okay,
2: that's an invasion.
0: What about Freddy versus Jason? Because he invades. Oh, I guess. I mean, okay. So, yeah, because sounds he, like because we just Jason's watched dreams. we just watched that. So I yeah. Sounds like Freddy has a car blanche to be in this category. <laughs> he can, has an invasion. Yeah, it was problem. a dumb it was a dumb question to ask.
2: No, no questions are dumb. Just people.
0: What about Halloween ends since Corey invaded my heart?
2: <laughs> he invaded Michael Myers'
0: sewer. Spoilers, dude. <laughs> um did you did you guys see Amsterdam? Or Amsterdam, sorry. I know we no. watched Amsterdam, but not Amsterdam. The new David Amsterdam. O. Russell, no. which apparently did terrible, fucking terrible. Yeah. But like within a day of it being out, people were posting like a huge uh, spoiler. Like, spoiler of the movie, and I was like, "This is kind of fucked up." Like it might have actually hurt people going to see it.
2: You know how but, hard it was to stay away from Barbarian. Like anything on Twitter, where I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, because
1: mm-hmm.
0: I knew it was an coming. Invasion? Spoilers Gee... for yeah, but it's Barbarian.
2: Yeah, uh, let's not spoil Barbarian. well,
1: I guess. I say on no. the homeowner's side, I would say no. That's not an invasion. We can talk off pot about it,
0: but. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. All right, we should end the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we'll let's be do back that. next week.
2: Next week, guys. Uh, Dark no, I mean angel. For good. No, we're coming back. We're, we're going to be you. here forever.
0: I'm pretty stoked for this. Actually, I'm. I'm. I literally might watch this tonight.
2: You should. It's. It's it's pretty sweet. Um, Kron's gonna gonna love this dude. There's he loves the Cenobites that uh, shoot the discs out. Oh god, you're
1: gonna oh fucking, c- you mean the CD spoiler right named Cinnabite or shit? The name named saying? CD?
2: Yeah, he's cool. Is his name really CD? I think
1: so. <laughs> he's I only in that. he's only in part three. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, uh, they Dark have Angel him from, back for that new one.
2: <laughs> they should give him his own movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, Cyber just, Christ lives. Oh shit! I did it at the wrong time. <laughs> just check out I don't Dark know how to Angel. Do this. It's on Tubi. Watch it, okay? And uh, like I said, we might have a guest next week. Might not. Who knows? Don't hold us to it. Um, rate and review. Follow us on Letterboxd, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Join the Discord. Join Listen the to fucking the crossover. Discord. Crossover. Subbed all those support, shows. Support all those shows. They're Guys, than we love you. Um, Crash and Burn?
1: Now, Bones. No, I, no bones. but I already said it earlier. All right, Cyber Christ lives.
0: <laughs> what good is a huge dong if you don't have a heart powerful enough to fill that bad boy up?